0: Halloween ends forever.
1: Howdy ho, you spooky ookies. It's your boy, Brian. Um, One third of the Halloween is forever podcast crew to give you a heads up. This is part two of a two part episode, which is our big old nasty October John Carpenter roulette showdown episode, which is a goddamn mouthful. Um, If you haven't listened to part one already, go do that. And I'll give you a little explanation as to why we broke it up into two parts. But if you already listened to part one and now you're into part two, you're in the right place. You're about to be introduced to the thrilling conclusion of this episode. It's going to be a blast. Um, Thanks so much, as always, for tuning in. And um, I'll turn it over to myself.
2: Let's open up this pit.
1: All right. Welcome back! <laughs> Welcome back. We are uh, about to jump in. Actually, we we all took a quick a quick bathroom break, refreshed our drinks. I put on a cardigan. Um, I also grabbed some. Bud Light seltzer toasted marshmallow. I refilled my coffee cup of uh, pumpkin. I'm living that fucking cozy boy. (laughs) You know what? Those seltzers might be great
2: in coffee. They might be great mixed with coffee. Well, Steve and
1: I were just talking about like some espresso. I'd rather die, but I appreciate the (laughs) suggestion. Um, Steve, (laughs) Steve and I. (laughs) steve and i were just talking about this mixed pack (laughs) this variety pack is a minefield because the (laughs) apple one the apple it's called like crisp apple or something i forget it's fine totally serviceable i'm not a seltzer drinker typically either but but uh kate really likes seltzer so she was like oh you got we got to do the fall seltzer pack okay so we get it the pumpkin spice one we were the three of us were texting last night um it tastes like a fucking candle. It's bad. <laughs> um, Steve has <laughs> warned me that the pear, the the maple pear, is shit. Uh, awesome, I'm gonna baby. try. I'm gonna save that for Steve's movie. I'm gonna do that one. Last. <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm, I'm about to crack the toasted marshmallow. But listen, I'm living that cozy boy life. I'm looking out the window. Leaves are falling. I'm looking at my my bats out on my trees with the falling leaves. I'm just. I'm feeling real <laughs> autumnal right it now. Is, um,
2: we are recording on the like the perfect. Fall day, as far as it's getting chilly, it mm-hmm. is rainy, it's yeah. dark. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really mm-hmm. want to be under a blanket right now. It was a beautiful,
1: I, pu- beautiful fall weekend. <laughs> I'm
2: surprised, also. I have, like this, Kate, popped in my head when you started talking about the seltzers. Is that I'm surprised. Budweiser hasn't done a commercial for those seltzers where each sip you get like more fall like. I don't know if you've seen these TikToks where it's like one day after listening to blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 It's kind of like that. And uh, (laughs) I could just see it's like Brian comes back and he's now in a sweater.
1: Yeah. I've got one of those big round hats. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I've completed my full transition into Ashley A S H L E -E. (laughs) D. Yeah. So have you seen yeah. that meme where, like, that's like <laughs> the new, you know, like the Karen or Chad and Karen's, mm-hmm. you know? They're talking like the new, the new, like, yeah. fall version of chad and karen is ashley ash a-s-h-l-e <laughs> and you've that's got like good. the boots the, and the the cardigan and the or not not a cardigan a a, a poncho that's the, mm-hmm. that's the that that would be the ashley movie, poncho
3: but. or vest
1: yeah
2: i don't know if i told you guys in the in the text message last night i can't remember uh with that show i was at last night which was amazing mm-hmm. but like i witnessed a like heavy metal pit to someone playing the banjo and kazoo you texted and it that was that last the time. most epic thing ever. <laughs> I'm still wrapping <laughs> my brain around
1: it 12 hours later. It worked. But it, worked. It, did,
3: it, it didn't read correctly to me either at first because <laughs> I read it as banjo and kazooie and like that's weird. Everyone's
1: just <laughs> hunkered around the PlayStation. Yeah. Playing banjo. Okay. Yeah. They opened for Crash Bandicoot. Um, oh, that makes sense, that. Yeah. and and then actually at like one a.m. Spyro the Dragon did like a surprise show nice. sad at one in the morning and
3: he did a DJ yeah. set.
1: Spyro the Dragon would be a DJ. Yeah, yeah. dude I fuck with Spyro though? Um in any case, as a transition, um, we are on to the second movie of our October showdown, which when we don't get to pick our own movies. Uh, as we mentioned, the roulette wheel pick these movies for us. Um, We are much more cordial to one another. We (laughs) are. I don't think there's going to be yelling this time. It's less attacking. It's less, it's less, uh, less arguing because it's kind of like the chips fall where they lie or it's because my movie we knew didn't have a fucking chance. <laughs> and Steve's shaking his head, yes, right now. And now we're about to get into the meat of the issue. Fast forward twenty minutes. I don't know. and Meg and Steve here's, are gonna be punching each other. here's, in the, here's face. the thing.
3: We knew that Brian wasn't gonna win. Yeah. Brian knew that Brian wasn't <laughs> no, no, gonna no. win.
1: I wasn't in, I, I didn't have a horse in the fight.
3: Yeah, my job you know, as the champion. You know, well, you know horse yeah. boxing matches, right? Right. You know that old adage from horse boxing. Yeah, yeah. It. It. Yeah, but as a champion, <laughs> it's my job
2: to oh, convince God.
3: Brian that my film is the best <laughs> and Meg's is the worst. Right. This is this is a two-horse boxing match. I think match.
2: that's going to be pretty Not difficult a three at this point, hands. Steve. Classic, <laughs>
1: classic, one-on-one, balls count anywhere, no holds barred.
3: Horse boxing match. This is almost
2: like when they have a wrestler come be the referee. That's what this looks yeah, like right
3: yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Right now, whole... Brian is Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah,
1: or or Mike
2: Tyson.
3: Remember when when uh, or, when, yeah, when Mike, Mike Tyson, Tyson was yeah.
1: was the, was the who, that
3: was
2: Didn't a Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Did Stone Cold match. Uh, like referee a match at some point?
1: Stone Cold yeah. Stone Cold is refereed a number of matches, I believe. I think uh, that's what you Stone Cold refereed the match yeah. that Donald Trump was in. Oh, oh yes, I forgot uh, about that. Jesus Christ! I'm
2: now upset. The biggest blemish
1: in the history of the W. That's not true. There's many blemishes. Yeah, but. Uh, listen, we're not here to talk about wrestling, uh, although we should do a wrestling episode soon. Um, oh, sure. We are here to talk about 1995's Village of the Village Damned. Village of
2: the Damned. So, as we already established, Village of the Damned is a remake of Wolf... How would you say his last name? Rilla? Ria, Or Rilla? You know, I want to say... Rhea, r- I think. Probably. I don't know. Of uh, the same, same name from right 1960, out. and then this is based off John Wyndham's novel the midwitch cuckoos Mm -hmm. Um, so I really walked away from this movie being like this movie itself reminds us why children are terrible and awful and we need to put them (laughs) all on their own island forever and ever (laughs) until (laughs) my my kids
1: you guys can't see because you're facing here but on the other side of my screen my children are standing at the door (laughs) staring at me right now (laughs) wide eyed glowing red eyes they're making um,
2: you drink that seltzer right now. <laughs> <yeah>. that's <laughs> that's what specifically, they're doing, doing. the that's what they one. choose
1: to make Daddy do is drink <laughs> booze. Um, yeah. But as we as before we jump into this, because there's an opening scene, can we just have a real quick moment of silence for the uh, helicopter <laughs> photography industry? <laughs> because <laughs> I imagine the drones have decimated it. Yes. <laughs> Every time I see a scene at the beginning of a like a helicopter mm-hmm. shot, at the beginning, I'm like, this thing costs like ten grand, right. and somebody was rolling it cash and is no longer but
3: <laughs> the, 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 it is only like if you're shooting on 8k I think I, I don't know the drones have gotten to 8k Okay, mm. but you have to shoot those crazy <laughs> you have to shoot like crazy formats yeah. that, nest- that need a helicopter like uh, if Tarantino decided to shoot 70 millimeter, mm-hmm. I think he still needs a helicopter for that. <laughs> Other than that, it's over. He
1: seems mm-hmm. like the kind of guy who would insist on a helicopter. Oh honest With yeah, you, yeah, do, yeah. but sorry, well... you completely derailed before you even start. <laughs> no,
2: no, I no. This is I know this is going to happen the whole time. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, it's you've good. been here before. We've met. <laughs> <laughs> No, you guys help me out. I think sometimes. Um, So, (laughs) Village of the Dam. Um, Basic synopsis: A small town's women give birth to unfriendly alien children posing as humans. Which I really don't think posing is even the right word because there's nothing posing. Like they're not. They're not doing a good job of posing. They're not. We know. We know clearly they're they're pretty fucked up. So we pretty much start out with the movie. Everyone in the city who's in the city limits. Let's be real. uh, Something comes over them basically almost in like a translate state everyone passes out which i don't know if you guys noticed. obviously we see it later but one thing i i think i mentioned that i you guys might have missed was that before you realize that one man who fell on the grill like was on the grill that was like one of the first things i was like did, did you just fall on the grill and they're just like bruising over <laughs> that right now Did he,
1: like... did you see it before the reveal of his yeah yeah, Charred I noticed. I,
2: I saw him like fall on, and I was like, "Wait, that's good." I don't know if that's going to be a thing, but I'm glad they came back to it. Honestly, yeah,
1: dang, I didn't even notice it. And I, this is—I think this is only the second time I've seen this movie, uh, but it's the first time I've paid attention to it. I feel like because I <laughs> yeah. remembered. Never mind. I'm getting ahead of myself, going. Oh
2: no! It's. Fine. I was going to say I
1: remembered liking it, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> <I>
2: remember... <laughs> Boom. Uh, so yeah, so we're basically at the beginning. We're getting ready for this big festival. We're getting introduced to some of the characters, which the like whole lineup is pretty stacked in ways. Like you know, Mark Hamill, which I'm also kind of curious how he ended up in this it's whole so mix, weird. which is great. He was great. in a
1: bunch of weird shit this time. I mean, he yeah. was in the freaking, you know, he was in a uh, body, uh, uh, body bags. The John mm-hmm. Carpenter, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, what Showtime? The Showtime. It was Showtime, Showtime but series. it was a, uh, it was a. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, anthology series. Anthology. Jesus Christ, I couldn't think of the word anthology. Yeah, was, he was. He starred in one of the anthology, one of the the vignettes in an anthology called Body Bags that John Carpenter has the greatest wraparound performance of any of in- <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 I love
1: me some Mark Hamill, dude. I, I I'm
2: mm-hmm. always
3: onto on board. I thought for Mark he was Hamill. great in
2: this too. I, I thought he did a great job as the the Reverend and whatnot. So
3: I was just gonna say we're we're right at his you know, resurgence because he had mm-hmm. just started playing the Joker on uh the animated series. Yeah mm. the greatest so he's voice getting, acting yeah,
1: performance so good. fucking of all time. Oh yeah. He's so good. He acts his fucking balls off in everything. Mm-hmm i love Mm -hmm. it he chews the shit out of the scenery he reminds me a little bit of a a jeffrey combs type you know what Mm -hmm. i mean jeffrey combs is like one of my favorite actors of all time and i feel like i like them both for similar reasons
2: Mm -hmm. well going into yeah so we have uh kirstie alley which we meet in just short bit so after everyone basically passes out and everyone's crashing into shit the basically government is called in and uh, Christy Ellie is leading as Dr. Susan Verner. Uh, she's leading the charge and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And then we also meet, uh, Alan, how do you say, how would you say his last name? The Christopher Reeves character. Oh, Chuffy, I mean Chuffy, Chaffee. I feel like there needs Chuffy. to be an Chuffy. accent.
1: I, listen, guys, I'm Chaffey. not an expert, but I guarantee it's not Chuffy, but can we call him Chuffy? Yeah. Is it <laughs> Chuffy? That sounds like a uh, I had a I had a stuffed animal growing up named Chubbles, and I feel like Chuffy would have been like Chubbles' pet. Chuffy and Chubbles.
2: Yeah. Chuffy and Chubbles. That's pretty great. Um, it's so yes.
1: weird to see Christopher Reeves without Jet Black Superman hair. I don't right. know why it's just yeah. so strange. Yeah. Chaffee,
3: Chaffee, not Chuffy, Chaffee.
1: Yeah. You're always Chuffy to me. That's the song. That's a You'll song I'm going to write immediately from. as soon as we're done with this episode.
2: Basically, as the government's in trying to be like, what the fuck's going on, all of a sudden people start waking up. And within like, what is it, a month or two, basically we find out that all the women who ha- were like in this trance are now pregnant. So clearly they've been impregnated by some. Uh, we have to assume alien character at this point uh yeah so and all like when chrissy alley's uh character comes in she's like basically you guys can terminate this which at the time i feel like is a pretty bold move for a movie which i'm curious to see how the 1960s like i'm curious how they handled that scene yeah um but like basically being like you can terminate it or you can keep it and we'll do experiments and we'll give you a bunch of money
3: the, so- the way the way she puts across the termination, though, yeah. she's like, "We'll have a medical team in here tomorrow." As it, it sounds like they're bringing in like vans upon vans yeah. to just do mass abortion. Yeah, it's,
1: well, like, the
2: whole, pretty much. Yeah, her yeah.
1: bedside manner could use some work. I will say yeah. That.
0: yeah,
2: But I think I it works to really establish how ruthless her character really is. Like, she does not give a shit about no, anything. And, she's and like, you can tell, I want the experiments. No.
1: You can tell from 50 yards she gives zero fucks because she's got about four inch shoulder pads. And yes. she is here to fuck <laughs> shit up. That is all there is to it.
2: Is her hair or her shoulder pad?
3: Also, she's smoking everywhere.
2: Oh yeah. She's smoking <laughs> What in is the she hospital. even smoking? <laughs> she's
1: smoking like Ginny Slims in like everywhere yeah. she goes.
2: She like delivers a baby and then just like ashes on the side. <laughs>
1: like. Ashes on the placenta. Puts her cigarette out on the placenta.
2: Yeah. For, I don't for anybody
3: for any <laughs> for anybody who's probably like younger than twenty five listening to this right now, yeah. before eating the apple. Was a bad guy trope. We just had everybody smoke. Yeah. And whoever was smoking was the bad guy. Yeah, you're the bad guy. That's how you know. You, right. If you
1: don't have, um, like, blatantly pointed inward eyebrows, you're yeah. smoking. You're smoking. Yeah. Gotta know. Or sharp, how sharp teeth. You're the bad if you guy. have sharp teeth. Yeah. Or
3: you're smoking. Sharp teeth. Yeah. 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 Jaws, Ghost of Mars, both yeah. sharp teeth. That's yeah. Yeah. We All
1: <laughs> I love how they, they they had it so narrowed down to where the line is that once you walked inside the, the line of where the phenomenon was happening, mm-hmm. you just passed out, went to sleep, yeah. so mm-hmm. much so that they actually painted a line on the ground. And I wanted to be like, mm-hmm. you guys have caution tape, right? Like That was invented back then. <laughs> Did you really have to bring in a crew to paint a line? Seemed uh, aggressive, <laughs> especially considering... <laughs> that paint's gonna take a while to dry do you really think this is gonna go on it's only been six hours i don't know why you have to paint they a don't line, know. But yeah i guess <laughs>
2: that's an interesting
1: observation. <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah. the line just for uh, some reason really stuck with me guys
2: <laughs> so getting back to this, everyone all the women decide to keep the children so christopher reeves character is basically now taking care of them along the way along with uh susan verner uh And then I feel like it almost they definitely do a fast pace, but I always found it very interesting and how uh, like calculated. It's like, okay, well, now we're all just going to the hospital to have these babies. Now we're all driving together. Like I found that very interesting and setting in the way they're setting up and how calculated this whole situation was. for You know, Mm -hmm. pregnancies and stuff.
1: Can, can we uh, talk real quick about the church scene when Christy Alley is telling them that she's going to give them the option to have abortions or pay them thousands of dollars to have the kids yeah. and do experiments on it? Yeah, I love the 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 preacher, Mark Hamill's character, what he basically tells the crew. And, and it's a great classic town hall, rubble, 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 you know, kind of scene. But he's like, science can't help us, but God can. You know, he's like given this whole thing and I'm like... <laughs> yeah. And I think to myself, God, like, you know, the guy who did this to us, like, (laughs) and I I wrote down, as Psalms tells us, turn to your abuser for answers. (laughs) It's just like, I wanted to hear the rest of his sermon because he wasn't doing a strong setup at all. Right. Yeah.
2: i feel like if this were a midnight mass setup, this is exactly there definitely would have been totally jesus through uh, yeah through, i got yeah. midnight yeah. mass
1: vibes for sure yeah. There. yeah 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 uh
2: yeah i found it i actually really like this movie so i'm gonna keep going <laughs> no I, I
1: i thought it was yeah. fun i just <laughs> yeah. it's just it falls apart a little bit later on but i did like the the woman who just screams they'll all be deformed
3: <laughs> right <laughs> That that is just so hilarious and like I indicative. Hard at that, I did too. It's so uh, indicative of like our current times, even. I know, I just felt... like somebody with no medical degree just yelling shit out, yeah. and then they had to tell her like somebody but with a science their degree. But did own research, basically. Exactly. Yeah, she did her own research and knew the babies were going to be deformed. They're all going to
2: be deformed. <laughs> and then Christopher Reeve, <laughs>
3: who's the medical doctor, has to come up and go, "That's not true. What I'm do you a doctor. Do? You're an yeah. idiot." I've, uh, I've been looking at the progress of the babies. They're fine. <laughs> what are you doing? And then yeah. the
1: one guy who's like really psyched because his wife and daughter are pregnant. And he's like, cha-ching. Oh, like <laughs> like the, when he says $6,000, he's yeah. like,
2: you, right, I put raised, He's like, yeah, yeah. You're going to keep that baby, eh? Yeah. <laughs>
3: that's, a, that's a lot of motherfucking money in life. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. No, this for is sure. just
1: such a fucking fun scene. I love the, the, the town hall you know meeting Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and i think establishing that the daughter is actually a virgin too is just like the same time is totally feeding into this like oh my god this is a spiritual she is now the virgin mary type thing oh yeah Mm -hmm. you
1: could see him going in that direction real fast
2: um which they, I think there's certain things they didn't lean into that they probably could have. And I think also the way they did the timeline because we kind of know that this is somewhat of like this like alien uh, situation going on is that I didn't t- wasn't totally clear with like is the time like a normal pregnancy time or did everything just kind of keep going happen? Like, mm. Are they are they growing up faster than the average child? That's a
1: question that Kate had too. And I was like I know in the original movie time passes okay, and they show time pass here but they don't do a good job of showing showing like how quick time pass they definitely show sure. right. the kids develop quicker right. but like years pass mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean but they don't really set up like that year yeah, they develop mentally passing.
3: quicker but like are yeah. they actually just aging from like one year to five years within you know a couple months and, right
2: yeah. and i'm not trying to like destroy my chances of winning here because i still liked mine the most uh Steve. Uh, (laughs) Fucking Steve. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Fucking Steve. But because I think these children were so dangerous, that I feel like if time did pass, then almost the entire town would probably be dead at that point. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because of how many people they killed when they were focusing on the children.
1: Yeah. I do think that several years have passed. Like, I do think they develop quick, but like not insanely quickly. You know, mentally they do, but like physically. Yeah. Yeah, five six years have passed. Yeah,
3: I I feel like it would make more sense though if only a couple months passed, because then you couldn't acclimate to the kids being so fucking shitty. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like there has to be like a year three where one of them gets out of line, and you 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 know, like they get spanked for getting out of line because it's still Mm -hmm. the nineties, right? And -hmm. then they kill that person, and you go, oh. They kill people. Yeah, we they have to breezed kill over a lot of
1: that stuff and <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah. like they breezed they over the fact who? that they all shop at the same Gap that only sells great. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a lot of that stuff. Like they just kind of like, oh, we have come to accept. You know what I
3: mean? Yeah. They so, go to Costco and they buy skirts in bulk. What are you complaining about? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So we go pretty much. I think the next significant point is when all the children are being born and the girl that was a virgin which i actually don't know why i didn't think about until we were sitting here talking and i'm kind of like mentally wrapping my head around stuff is that i'm curious if there was something to do with because she was a virgin that like her body couldn't really maintain that child or whatever i don't know if it seemed like it was supposed to be significant in ways just because like oh now we have this one child that like one alien baby that just isn't now born and we obviously know why that's important later um
1: kirstie ellie's like we got a dead one here like she just think again her fucking her bedside manner leaves a lot to be desired. yeah and then she puts it in a burger king bag and runs outside <laughs> ah!
2: <laughs> wrap it up wrap it up uh yeah so we understand later she's actually watching it mature and grow because it's still like you though it is definitely a lot bigger so i'm curious why it's also growing but we'll get to that um Cool. Oh, when yeah. it's in the
1: tent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is
2: bigger. Yeah, it's bigger. Yeah. Um, so again, we now we kind of establish that there definitely is time that's gone by. And we really focus first on Barbara, which is uh Christopher Reeves' wife, um, and Mara. So we we learn that she's basically like the leader of the pack here. She's mm-hmm. the one who's kind of overseeing everything, making sure everyone stays in line, and protecting all of the other children. And she goes right into figuring out how to fuck these people's day up. Mm-hmm. And she's like learning how to control people, which I, that like freaked me out. So the scene that I'm referring to is Mara's in her uh, high chair, and the mom is boiling water or soup or something she's making
1: it an enormous pot of carrot broth as we do as we all do (laughs) like that's a normal thing she's cutting carrots throwing them into a giant (laughs) four gallons of boiling water
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and mara makes her put her hand in it because she's upset about this which that that was like one of the few times where you could tell like nothing like i don't think barbara like did anything to mara but she's just like oh i can control you so i'm actually going to do something super evil whereas i think over time they established that if you try to hurt us we're going to hurt you and that survival didn't
3: she didn't she give her like a taste of soup and the soup was too hot for the baby or something yeah was that
2: i
1: took it as because she threw her like bowl of something on the ground
3: yeah. But I took mm-hmm. it as
1: she was learning, she was just learning, like, the sensory elements of, like, something being hot mm-hmm. and, and, and felt that. And it, they were trying to demonstrate this idea that, like, they have no empathy. They just... Right are figuring out the world around them you know what I mean mm-hmm. and this whole idea of like something being hot and she thought maybe that she gave them something hot on purpose I, I, right. I'm i not entirely sure but then she of took course yeah. like,
2: it's like a threat like almost like mm-hmm. almost if like you're coming here, it's just it, it. You're they almost remind me of like maybe some sort of like beehive of sorts because they kind of all have the same like mind and yeah describe so it's like if one starts getting hurt in any way or is threatened it's like okay focus on here and we're gonna fucking fuck you up mm-hmm. so I, I found that interesting like how much they focused on like barbara's relationship with mara and like even to the point where barbara's just now super traumatized by this whole situation and i don't and mara did in theory like control her to then go commit suicide and jump off the cliff like but it, yeah. it wasn't like also one of the few scenes where she they weren't in super close proximity to do that control.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I took it as she she was already considering it and Mm -hmm. she kind of uh, not physically speaking, but pushed her over the edge kind of thing to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I I took it. Yeah,
3: I just kind of took it actually as like Barbara just like knew something was totally up Mm -hmm. and then like went and killed herself. But like Mora was able to read her mind oh. as she was killing herself, and then that's like after Barbara jumps, you get that weird, like baby in the sky, <laughs> and that <was> <laughs> the weird, overlay. That was a weird scene. And then, but then the baby goes to sleep soundly. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, "Mama's dead. Hell yeah!" <laughs> hmm.
0: <laughs> well then she, yeah. hell yeah, yeah, because she's
1: kind of got this grin on her face, and then she's kind yeah. of close yeah. her, closes her eyes. That opens back up, and then. Yeah, the the look on her face is, oh, hell yeah. And then she
2: just
3: just goes back to sleep. She's like, Mama's dead. Hell yeah. I got that bitch.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, it was such a weird scene. That kid's face is creepy, too. Just with it, even (sighs) without the weird white hair wig. Yeah. Uh, That that was just a creepy
2: child, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So now we're flash forward a little bit more where you can tell this Dr. Christopher Reeves character is like completely distraught and like very dissociated in ways from the child and just knows that like that child did something, but can't doesn't really have the proof proof because nothing physically is happening. Um, But is very clearly distraught and just doing whatever the child wants the wants him to do. Um, And then we, we really focus more on one of the teachers and the mother of David and we start seeing David's character, like showcase levels of like empathy when he understands that like feeling something's missing from his life, and which is the baby that ended up dying when it was born. And I kind of like how they keep continuing his character, but I also don't. I think there could have been more explained or just established to really understand how is he actually developing this empathy besides just that. Like learning it, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think. I think there's something. There. Yeah, it could be more. But
1: you, you wonder whether he has kind of gathered that via osmosis a little bit, or mm. or whether it was something that that he learned based on the fact that the one baby that was stillborn of the of the alien babies was. They keep alluding to the fact that it was meant to be like his partner being. Kind mm-hmm. of, and whether that has something to do with why he's developing empathy and the and the rest of them aren't, you you don't yeah. really get clarity. Maybe he on has that. the
2: word now for how he like because he, he definitely you can tell like they established something's missing. Like he knows yeah. right. that there's like almost as if it was a physical literal thing. Something's missing from him.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's um, missing, and it also could be like because he doesn't have that other partner. Like the the other partner is not there to reinforce his own thought patterns, sure. Mm. So he's more open to other thought patterns because right. he That's doesn't have point. the re- the reinforcement of the hive structure.
2: Yeah. So yeah, he this doesn't have
1: her- that one to one connection to the hive mind as much. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and so Barbara wants, I think curservo's character's name Alan uh wants him to like step in and maybe try to help teach these kids and it what and he was just like no fuck this they're they're a lost cause they're evil like and everyone in the town pretty much thinks this and they see that yeah at that being, point
1: like they're they have all res- resigned their, themselves to the idea that these kids are going to kill us one day like yeah, they, they <laughs> yeah, are yeah all like they're all kind going of going to take of them at this point
2: yeah they're very terrified of them and so but it was in that interaction with David where he was like maybe maybe there's something here that I can like step in and help do. Um, so he does go into trying to teach them. And again, this is where we learn and or see another murder. They, like I said, I'm surprised the entire town isn't already dead because of how often we see them killing people at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe because they also realize that now they're just getting pushed to a point of, like, we're so angry at you. Because I think that's kind of what's happening, too. It's like everyone's just at their wits' end. Like, these children are clearly showing – or the signs of their – fucking evil and nothing's gonna change that so now they're just like fuck it i'm gonna like poke you with a stick like literally (laughs) like going up to a beehive and like uh, well you know you're gonna jump on that stick now this drunk
1: this uh this custodian at the school was the guy who we were introduced early on who was when he wanted to sneak away and get drunk um was just hanging out in the kid's classroom it's so, so weird. like he's not shown <laughs> a ton of good judgment but no
3: very not true. at all yeah very
2: true and, and he's clearly very drunk when he gets killed. Yeah.
3: and it's like if you're on if you're on the trip of that you're going to like yell at these kids and carry on when you know they're murderers like why wouldn't you just go all the way after he smacked the kid in the face mm-hmm like he smacked the kid in the face and then just stopped and like, oh no, I'm in trouble. It's like, <laughs> right? Nah, at that point, you have to be be willing to go all the way, like yeah. do what you can because <laughs> you're obviously dead now. Yeah, like if he, you're he,
1: convinced they are. I took it as like he he th- had enough booze in him to mm-hmm. to speak up about his what he was thinking was the reality you know with his suspicions but then when it push comes to shove he was like but what if they're just regular weird kids you know kind of yeah. thing but mm-hmm. he gets it pretty good yeah yeah
2: and the only thing i want to like miss in there too is like it's seemingly like besides them getting like special treatment for their actual education um susan varner uh, she is continuously bringing them in to do studies on them and to kind of see how they're developing and in, in, in watching her interactions she is specifically like behind the scenes she knows how to control her mind so she knows how to work with them she she knows that this is like a huge thing for the government so she's like definitely feeding the government agencies that are giving her money like hey no this is huge give us more money we want to keep studying these kids um but it's all for like she's not trying to help protect anyone she is simply just like this is gonna be huge. This is gonna be crazy, not only for my career, but also for um, studies and stuff like that. So she definitely has ulterior motives. and um, yeah, it's interesting.
3: Yeah, it it was it was funny cuz like there was like I think it's a scene between her and Christopher Reeve and he's like confronting her about those ambitions mm-hmm. and like she casually drops the MK Ultra pro- program <laughs> and
0: like <laughs> yeah. It's
3: yeah. like well, we know the CIA gives people LSD without their knowledge and it's like yeah. <laughs> well, we do know that but <laughs> we knew that then. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's just like you have that level of clearance, right? Oh, it's like, you know about the MK
2: Ultra program,
3: right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, and then also in one of the days they're studying and they're checking the eyes, that's where we see the eye doctor basically. I Oh, she basically just gets turned blind because she accidentally puts the orange drops in one of the kid's eyes and she, the, she just freaks out. And so you they're know, like, in their kids kids now defense, you're them.
1: In the kid's defense, as an eye doctor, um, the one thing you want to avoid doing is um, destroying people's eyes. Um, so I like how you maybe... said that, like
2: as if you're an eye doctor. Yeah, as listen, an eye doctor. As an eye
1: doctor, uh, what you're gonna want to do is not put acid in kids' eyes. Like honestly, that's number one. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, yeah, that's a Hippocratic oath thing. I think. <laughs>
3: I feel like it was fair play. Maybe she didn't need to like make her completely blind. But yeah, like don't put acid in kids' eyes on the like, first day those of optometrist school.
1: They're probably yeah. like, guys, welcome to an optometry school. Here's the things that don't go in eyes: acid, nails, glass, sand, like fire.
2: All bad. Those are
1: all the things you don't put in eyes. And it's she missed that day. It's actually just like a poster,
2: a do and don't list. Yeah. yeah
3: things that are bad for eyes 101 acid glass fire
2: fire fire <laughs> strangely
3: other eyes we don't know how it happens but don't do it
2: no eye to eye contact put, here yeah don't put other eyes in eyes
1: it sounds intuitive like you think like right. eyes and eyes yeah you put you could put water in a bucket of water don't put eyes in eyes do yes. not put eyes in eyes <laughs> and chapter 2 <laughs> <laughs>
2: and next so i think at this point i this is where things are getting way more serious with i think the kids they're they're trying to do more they're like p- making bigger plans so they come to find that it was like barn basically and they're like we need to protect ourselves like we're getting threatened by more and more people we need to protect ourselves just to kind of maintain status quote here and that's when they wrap in Dr. Alan Chaffee. I'm going to call him Chaffee from now on point. Um, sure. Christopher Reeve's character. And they're like, you're doing this and you're going to help us. But also in that moment, it must have been like, I'm trying to think back because again, this is, I only got to watch this through one time. Did uh, Dr. Varner like give any sort of hints on how she does what she does? Because she clearly knows how to block her mind. And I don't know if it for does him,
1: she? like... She- yeah, they do seem to have a little bit more trouble with her, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, she was mm. just
2: like, I can't read what you're saying, or you're not saying. They said like, what you're not saying out loud, what you're thinking, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. We're maybe Reading was- her mind,
1: but she, they were like, why do you say certain thoughts and not others?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, kind so, of thing. Yeah,
3: I don't, I don't think they had trouble reading her mind. It's just they were confused by the fact that she's a lying government agent.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. They were confused hmm. about like why she was saying certain things because what was coming out of her mouth wasn't matching the thoughts
3: they were reading. Right. Because, okay. again, she's sense, the bad man. guy. And yeah. it's just like everybody else would have said what they were thinking. Yeah. Whereas she's deliberately misleading people because she's the bad guy.
2: Yeah. And so... Uh... Dr. Allen, like, learns how to, just in one moment, how to block his mind, which I think is, like, super critical part, piece of this whole puzzle, because we clearly understand that he uses that against the kids. So, he just goes along with their plan. Um, I'm trying to think of exactly through the timeline of shit just starts getting crazy. So, the kids go live in this barn. They're trying to protect themselves. They clearly see that there's a threat happening, and... Why am I forgetting this right now? Because it's not a good I'm movie. I'm not helping my cause here, guys. Hey, hey, <laughs> I'm not helping my cause here. I'm don't like, leave this open is where we- <laughs> 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 This is where it's just like, I think like a lot more stuff starts happening and we're just like, all of a sudden it goes from zero to 60 where um, I'm trying to, can you guys remind me? I don't know if you remember specifically why the government gets called in for that second that major, all of a sudden shit blows up. I don't know why I'm forgetting this right
3: she, now. She Alley reveals that like there's other colonies that yeah, this all is happened in. Right, yeah. right. And then that they all go yeah. bad. Right. Yeah. So so, yeah.
1: so, they, they, so they, they got catch the warning. On that
2: this is the same thing, yeah. And then well, yeah. they
1: got the warning that shit started hit the fans in the other colonies around the world. And this was right around the time that this colony w- decided they were all gonna move into the barn where they were born. Um mm-hmm. so they had their parents all drop them off with their little briefcases and shit like it was yeah. literally one of them had a little briefcase it was hilarious um kate thought these kids were hilarious by the way she was la she laughed every time they were on screen um but like when they dropped them <laughs> off at the camera Why? Why? i don't know she thought they were so funny she what? thought their hair was funny like how they all had the same oh yeah the hair is great um but yeah that's when she got she was like okay they're just kind of existing out on the outskirts of town and then she mm-hmm. was like oh i just got the word from like the other government agencies or the other government officials who are monitoring these, that shit is hitting the fan all over the world with these people. So we're, we're evacuating the whole town.
2: Yeah. Back on track. Yeah. So basically they were sending people in also to kind of try to destroy them too, which I clearly established that. So they're like, you need to get out now. But she also made a point to, be very clear to get all of her documentation because again for her, I feel like everything was just about the career and like the research and like notoriety in this whole big situation. Um, but in that moment too, she gets caught by the kids and they're like, we know because I think at this point David's actively trying to be like, I don't think this is right. And we see all these different moments So he gets like kind of uncomfortable when they're killing other people and whatnot. So, but they're like, maybe if we get this missing child that this will kind of keep him in check or like kind of bring the colony back together. So Yeah,
1: I, I thought this was weird because like why did Kirsty Alley is it Christy or Kirsty Alley? I think it's Kirsty. Kirsty. What is it? Kirsty. Kirsty. Yeah. Kirstie. So why is it, so I wrote Christy over it, but why why would Kirsty Alley tell Christopher Reeves about the other baby and and all that like why would she reveal the whole plot to him essentially Mm -hmm. with the other colonies and all these sorts of things because like this is before shit hits the fan because one of them is his daughter right right so like uh, like he's not going to be happy that there's that scene where she basically spills the beans to him right right and i thought to myself if i had raised this crazy little child and you let me raise this crazy little alien child and all this stuff that i've been put through not to mention my wife's suicide which was obviously a direct result of this Mm -hmm. if i was christopher reeves i'd be pretty pissed off when you were like oh yeah no we knew all this was happening we just kind of let you guys you know flounder and deal with these these kids Mm -hmm. like he took it remarkably (laughs) um Well, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he seems
3: to be kind of chill with everything that happens. His wife died, and she's (laughs) just like, Yeah. yeah, well,
1: now that makes sense. But then also, another reason why she shouldn't have told him is of course she has to know that they're going to read his mind and know that he knows now.
2: Right.
3: Right. Yeah. You can't, yeah, you can't let that out of but the bag. But she also
2: made a point to tell him like, you can't let them know that, you know, and I think that was part of like this catalyst for him to like totally learn how to control his mind too, because he knew he couldn't reveal that he knew all this information.
3: Maybe. I th- I've, I would assume that she told him, Like one out of just kind of professional courtesy because the two of them had been working on this project from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I don't I kind of felt like I got the sense that she was trying to groom him to like join the government.
2: I think also she needed help in ways. I think she, like, because the children were getting stronger and things were changing. And I feel like... And it's a town full
3: of bumpkins. Yeah, and and he's, he's like, literally the only only other person. (laughs) Yeah,
2: pretty much. And I'm pretty sure he is, like, one of the few people who can, like, actually actively maybe help her out. Yeah, I mean, he's Mm -hmm. Superman.
1: He is (laughs) Superman. I was waiting for that to come up and never really got brought up. I don't know why he just didn't use his superpowers.
3: <laughs> I don't know why he didn't fly away and just so hit those kids. Because he doesn't have black Huge hair. Plot yet, so. Huge plot hole. Huge Didn't throw his daughter into the sun. It didn't make any sense at all. So stupid. Why didn't you just fly around the earth backwards stupid dummy.
1: turn back time? Yeah.
3: Why didn't you turn back time and then do the abortions? Stupid Superman doctor. Stupid asshole Superman doctor dick.
2: Yeah.
1: Sorry, Meg. This is no,
2: you're fine. I'm just gonna blame uh, any sort of me forgetting certain things on you guys just always cutting me off. You know, this is this is how I'm gonna win this.
3: No, 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 no. It's no, it's you forget things and then we just try to make this movie better by adding superconductor.
1: That's all right. We're gonna do it just d two.
3: Um.
2: So yeah. So clearly shit's going down south. So yes, let me get back on track. Doctor Allen chef a um figures out he starts having to he knows he has to help the kids bring them and get them out of town he also realizes that shit's about to hit the fan and he needs to do something about it so he comes up with this like plan that he can control his mind around them so he is pretty much the only one who can save this town in ways and he he also had had conversation with barbara so that they knew that david was special and david was different and that they didn't want to like hurt him because he was different from the other kids. So he does everything. He brings basically dynamite to where the children are hanging out and is blocking his mind the whole time. Barbara comes in, they're trying to get David out, but they recognize that like they find out she's there. Of course we have this whole like interaction, but long story short, they get David out and within just seconds, the children are able to break through, um, dr allen's mind and see that there's bomb but in that second blown up kids are dead which mm-hmm. else yeah
1: Su- superman suicide bombs all these weird
3: kids yeah. <laughs> I,
2: yeah, i'm willing bomb. to
3: give conceit to dr superman having a lot of powers <laughs> but <laughs> at what point does he learn to build a wily coyote bomb <laughs> with with with, that, with an old hey, tiny alarm clock a... alarm clock and all <laughs>
2: They're in a small town. They are all jack of all trades. This is where I'm going with this. I'm creating the spot for it. It makes sense to me. Listen, you can do I'll whatever tell you he this. wants.
1: My Smart grandfather, guy. quick side note that is gonna completely legitimize this. My grandfather, who is a he was a uh, a union spokesperson and he would like organize a bunch of the uh the um the strikes of all the, mm-hmm. the uh with the mill that he worked in, you know, so mm-hmm. they would be striking against you know the bosses for holding out for better pay or whatever. There was a guy who they called Dynamite Joe, who Jesus. Was, an ammu- <laughs> was like a munitions expert, and one time came to one drunk to one of the... Uh, the rallies, one of the one of the strikes, um, with a giant trunk full of dynamite set up to explode, and he was going to drive his car into the mill and blow up the mill. So holy shit. Point <laughs> oh is, my and God. they had to go like, no, no, Joe, no, no, and like <laughs> go go home, go to bed, <laughs> dynamite, Joe. So my point is, small town folks uh know what to fuck around with dynamite like they well, yeah, okay. it's it.
2: the most basic type of thing you could have there. You're like, yeah, let's just have. Ammunition on hand, because be the militia. It would be better if he would have one of those big
3: cartoony
1: things. plungers. Like,
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: <awesome>. <laughs> no, I, Like, I believe that uh, somebody in that town would do would know how to do it. I just don't believe that he knows how to. build Yeah, that. he doesn't
1: seem like the dynamite
3: <laughs> Joe of this town. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. He's a doctor. Yeah. He's, he's his whole thing is do no harm. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure building why the e. coyote bar- bombs is harm. <laughs> I think
1: you're reaching right (laughs) now. He should have been on roller skates. I think you're just reaching. I mean, yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the fact that he didn't have a rocket strapped to his back pushing him through the barn. Yeah, it was pretty dark. Yeah.
2: But he did do, I feel like it was great. He still at least thought enough that it needs to be in his doctor bag because they wouldn't have questioned his doctor bag, okay? But they did. (laughs) I think you're reaching, Steve. I I,
1: I like the, the. Okay, the bomb can see whatever. But he has this all hinging on the old. Hey, David, can you go get my notebook out of the car? Like, <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> that's his big plan? Yeah.
1: I've built a bomb. I'm going to suicide bomb these alien children. Um, I am Dr. Superman. Um, how do I get David out of here? Hey, David, might if you go grab something out of my car for me? Like That's a
3: lot to put on that, that, that ruse. And it, even in the time period that it would take him to do that, like David isn't gonna leave the barn and then go. Oh, I get it. Wink. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and then stay outside. <laughs> He's gonna go out and then look for a notebook. Yeah, they're not find it, and then come back in. they're very yeah. literal
2: children. They're very literal children. Yeah.
1: Get goddamn suicide.
3: <laughs> right. He goes. I found your. Do- I found your notebook, Doctor. Let's get on with the lesson. <laughs> yeah. And then kablooey, Then they all die anyway.
1: Oh man, that that whole like. Push and pull of them trying to read his mind and him putting up the brick wall and and all that while also you know you, I don't know if you mentioned but but uh what's her name um the the oh the character who who was um, the teacher to start out with
3: boy what's Barbara. her name oh Barbara's mother Barbara
1: Jill. comes in yeah David's mother comes in as trying yeah, that's to take Jill. Bar-
3: that's Jill I think mm?
1: well whoever comes is in it? is trying to take no, so. David I'm pretty sure it was the teacher.
3: Yeah, it was yeah, the, yeah. yeah, 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 But me, I think
2: that Barbara. Barbara
3: is Superman's wife.
1: I oh, yeah, it's not two, Barbara. I feel
2: like, no, I feel like there were two Barbas. Let me double check. So I'm gonna. If double there were, were two Barbas.
1: You lose. This is
2: game. Is, this
3: is over. If there's two Barbas, there I'm are sorry. not two Barbas. <laughs> no, I know there's not two Barbas. But yeah, <laughs> it is Jill. <laughs> it's, it's David's mom. Jill? It's Jill. Yeah.
2: Oh uh, wait, I'm gonna look at her. Yeah, anyway, oh, yes. Okay, I was calling her Barbara. So my bad. No, that's sorry,
1: David's mother, when she comes in and she's trying to take David, and then he's like, no, over here, and then they turn to him and try to read his mind, then it's like, grab him. No, wait, no, now she's going to grab him. It was like this push and pull. That had to be a bizarre film to shoot. Yeah. Because all these kids just look at you, and then he goes, ah, and he like, you know, it just was such a strange (laughs) scene to be the climactic scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But... I did not remember. I did not remember the suicide bombing of uh, of of the barn like as a yeah. part of this movie, but
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I, mean, I, think, how- I think I think the
3: five minutes before that is even more mm-hmm. interesting though, where like it's this building of like the cops show up to shoot the kids, mm-hmm. yeah. But then like one cop gets turned and starts shooting that cop and then that more was a cops pretty show brutal
1: on. scene. Yeah. yeah. And then they then the military comes and starts they all start they'll turn on each other. Right. Yeah, so right. It's what what Christopher Reeve's character um, decided, you know, or, or I guess um, a predicted he was like, it's going to be a bloodbath. You know what I mean? They're just going to turn everybody against each other. But you know what? If you put a helicopter on screen and you make it crash, show me the crash.
2: Yeah. That's the most let, yeah. biggest
1: letdown ever yeah. is an off screen helicopter crash. Yeah. There's there's so many Maybe good they just explosions anyway, too. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want to but blow
2: their load on that one apparently. I
1: guess. I <laughs> guess you know? I guess so. But like that would have been the time to do it. That really was <laughs> You know, almost the climax of the movie, right? I mean, right mm-hmm. after that, it's that the climax ended up being the, the the mental struggle between the kids and Christopher Reeves or Doctor Superman, uh, as he's come to be come to be called? Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, classic ending. Yeah, Superman is the hero by suicide bombing a bunch of white mm-hmm. haired kids. I mean, yep. you know, we've um, all seen it before.
2: Yeah, and then Not Dave, his worst I, plan. Of course, Jill and David get away there you go so yeah um yeah. yeah i don't know i i thought it was a f- fun interesting movie in that i don't know super creepy as well so i don't know
1: yeah i thought that i i mean i think that the 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 most effective scene to me was when they they return the favor um and autopsy Christ, Christy, Ree, or Christ, Christy Alley's character mm-hmm. um, make her perform mm-hmm. an, an autopsy right. on herself, yeah. essentially. Um, mm-hmm. That was a pretty creepy scene. Um, a lot of the kills, and because they're essentially making people the happening themselves, <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> like that's what they keep doing to people. Um, it, a lot of those were, were fairly effective. Some of them were like, they took it an extra length when they didn't have to. Like, why don't you just make the the, the drunk janitor just do a faceplant off the roof or do like, you know what I mean? Like, why does he mm-hmm. have to hold his mop up to go through his torso? Mm-hmm. Because like, he hit because he hit the kid with the. Right. He hit the kid with the mop. I know, but like, so just you have to get the angle be, that would have to yeah. be achieved for that to happen is far-fetched as all well. Same same reason of like the guy with the truck, like the one kid's dad who comes to take her, and they make him run. First of all, hot hot city planning tip, guys: don't put a giant propane tank at a T right in front right? of a T <laughs> on a road. So if somebody blows through the T, they explode. But like that sort of stuff is just like. They, you could have just made him drive into a lake you know what I mean like right. mm-hmm. uh, I get yeah, it. Dude, have it.
3: they never had an icy road at that juncture <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah uh, it's yeah, California. So. probably not no
1: that's true that's true but um listen this might be controversial if I see a group of creepy little white-haired kids all dressed alike walking in a um, you know two single file lines on the side of the highway by themselves I um, I'm going to swerve and run them over, guys. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, I might be incriminating myself, but that is probably going to happen.
3: Well, hold on. Depends. Are they facing away from you or facing towards you? Because if they're facing towards you, don't take the chance.
1: That's true. I mm. would have to don't make
3: you, up They make you blow yourself up. They would make you, would make you
2: veer. Yeah. yeah. They would definitely make yeah. you do something different.
3: And don't think about anything else. Like, don't think about doing it either. Because then yeah. they'll hear that. They'll yeah. hear it. Uh, I have a question. See, this is creepy. <laughs> I have what? a question what, re- what regarding, Steve? well, just what? regarding the haircut. Does this mean Sia can read our minds and make us kill ourselves? Or <laughs> yeah, okay. I, just
1: the want power is in the haircut. The power yeah, is definitely. in the do
2: for
3: sure.
1: So, I just want to make
2: a, sure not to tell. fuck with it's Sia for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean yeah. that's just okay.
3: one of the reasons not to fuck with Sia. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, Meg, um, uh, no, nope. this, this was a nice made-for-TV film um
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow i feel like feel, that's like that hurts like that it was feels mean. like
3: it should should be maybe an episode
1: of the twilight zone or yeah. or or you know something like that but
3: just the way it's filmed like maybe it's just because of the time but like it mm-hmm. really feels like an abc afternoon movie or like a stephen king uh you know like the stand from mm-hmm. the 90s and and just tales, like
1: tales from the dark side something yeah, like that
3: yeah just just something about the film grain and just the way it's filmed and like the way it's mostly in daylight and there's not mm-hmm. a whole lot of like uh, motivated lighting like it, it's mm-hmm. not it's not there's not a whole lot of creepiness to it like the way you see with other films so i was yeah.
2: I, I the only thing i would say like cuz i can see that this i think even could have been a really good show or like a multi like um, like if it was made for TV, I could see it being like a mini series. I, yeah, mini series of sorts, but. I think some things that I think helped make it creepier is that, and I feel like maybe we've talked about this before of like, I think there's something about certain horror things that happening during the day that have like a different sort of chill factor, you know, cause it's like very blatant out in the open and it's not something you normally see. Like I think a lot of horror does just happen when it's darker and kind of creates that image in your mind. Whereas like, I still felt like there were like a certain creepiness to what the children were capable of doing because it's also happening during the day. It's like, yeah, out, there is a sight.
1: creepy kid thing. And I think it is like, I'm not even a creepy kid fan. And I did find the kids creepy. Um, they get creepier when you start to understand like what they're capable of a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Just because otherwise, just like glowing, you know, white haired, glowing eyed kids aren't necessarily creepy. But when you see like how kind of vindictive they are especially mm-hmm. with the the, the Kirstie Alley you know autopsy thing and the the you know throwing them off the roof and everything like it's not just they're like disappearing people mm-hmm. um, when they start to do like real brutal shit I'm like okay mm-hmm. like this is kind of creepy
3: but I agree I think it would work better as a TV show because it has mm-hmm. that it has that again also kind of the Stephen King setup of like an entire village afflicted by this mm-hmm and I feel like we miss out a lot of what like the other there's a there's a whole bunch of threads that are just mm-hmm. kind of left un because uh, mm-hmm. there's that one woman who like is like she had the miscarriage and like she's getting drunk all the time. Yeah, and she's the, the one
1: drinking in the graveyard. Yeah. yeah. And I, you didn't I, get I, much for her. And I was like, listen, been there, sister, but I, I did not <laughs> like get hammered in a graveyard. Sorry. But what was- like yeah, we didn't get much about much more yeah. about her at mm-hmm.
3: all. Yeah. But you don't you don't get a whole like the the whole town doesn't feel fleshed out very Mm -hmm. well
1: at all no it seems like there's no one there even when like the mob comes to like attack the kids with their torches and and two by fours Mm -hmm. and i was like i know y'all got guns you're coming out here with two by fours (laughs) like what is this are you this is fucking hacksaw jim duggan fucking uh like what are you guys doing in defense
2: of that it's like they know it's like their kids, in ways, and is even if they know that they're evil, and so you're saying they were bluffing ki-
1: with the torches?
2: No, yeah, I just, I just, I, just think they were, I just think they're to a certain extent. Why would they bring out their guns? Like, I think it wasn't a full serious thing until that they would actually want to kill these children, but they'd rather try to scare them almost in ways because they're like, You can't scare still them, they kids. would know
3: you can't do that. I, no. I think it was children. a
1: torch. I, Meg, Meg, I <laughs> do not think that was the case. I think they were down to kill the kids mark
3: mark hamill the preacher the most the the most supposed godly person yeah yeah exactly he He went to a gun so there's no way dynamite joe wouldn't (laughs) drive his exploding car into those kids (laughs) absolutely it's
1: just it was ill-advised the mob scene and when the mob scene is like and i get it the town had been evacuated technically at that point and these were just the hardcore ones they're staying behind that are like we're not giving our town over to 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 a bunch of crazy martian babies um but <laughs> if you're those people you got
3: guns you got mad guns
1: <laughs> motherfuckers got guns
0: <laughs>
1: right
3: sure so, all the other yeah. with all the other things that they would have been afraid of at that time that they maybe. would use their here's, guns here's on another, yeah.
2: let me, Here's another thing in defense I'm going to say why they didn't have guns I'm going to keep going with this
0: guys <laughs> I know, <you're>
3: <laughs> Try
2: Well they knew the kids were at that barn Maybe they were going with the torches They're just like we're just going to motherfucking burn this place down
1: yeah, yeah. They also got guns in them gun racks and them pickup yeah. trucks. <laughs> they they would have
3: had guns yeah. to make sure any stragglers who tried to get out of the barn would have been Maybe shot. Maybe they were yeah.
1: packing we just couldn't see well, it. Well, they're also like at this point cuz this is before the big old uh uh you know um the copter and the uh the the tank. There wasn't a tank, but it was like no a tank. big bus. It was a bus, yeah. right? Why they brought the bus, prison I don't bus. know. Yeah, prison bus and and the cops come. This is before that. So, I guess the cops were like off in a different area kind of rallying the troops like and then mm-hmm. the townspeople came. Like, I would just be like, where are the cops in this instance? Like when the townspeople are walking through the street with torches, like there's yeah. not one cop floating around. Um,
3: but yeah, I, in, I, even when those cops first show up, like they point the guns at the kids and then the one cop says to the other, you know what your orders are and like your orders are to shoot those kids. Yeah you know mm-hmm. so they've
1: like, already reserved to like yeah we about to blast at these kids yeah but like also where was why is it just like local cops and what appears to be some like uh, national guardsmen or state militiamen or something? It's like where's the fucking real life molder and Scully? Like where <laughs> is, is the FBI <laughs> that Kirsty are...
3: is Kirsty Alley is the molder and Scully. I mean, yeah, I see,
2: yeah, Kirsty Alley yeah, was the Kirsty Alley that? just What's that?
1: smokes like her her whole fucking thing is like she's got an alien just in the basement by like the cleaning supplies. Like yeah. <laughs> Wait, where's the government I fish? feel like this is turning right now
2: Brian and I think you are attacking the wrong people <laughs> no this isn't
1: honestly this is a bad movie um but you know what oh it's, it's,
0: <laughs> it's bad it's bad
1: it's poor it's poorly it's right. made it's had so many so many there, uh plot holes um, Brian's there's, completely there's, right
3: though they yeah. the, like at wow. this point clear and present danger had already come out yeah and that film features a lot of the satellite tech of spying on the cartel there's no way the government wouldn't be able to satellite spy on crazy scary children yeah without them knowing
1: yeah i mean listen meg let me be clear as well steve's movie's bad too but this is a bad movie this is a bad movie um i liked parts of it i thought there were creepy parts i thought there were mm-hmm. effective parts Kirstie Alley is a bad. She's bad at acting. She's mm-hmm. not good. Mm-hmm. She's she's does a bad job.
3: Back um, to back to yeah. back to the TV movie thing. Yeah. yeah. Aside from Mark Hamill, everybody stinks.
1: Really, Christopher Reeves. Uh, Kirstie Alley is bad, and Christopher Reeves can't carry the rest of it. He's mm-hmm. okay at best. Yeah. Um, Mark Hamill is the only good actor, and he's not. <laughs> he's barely in it. He's like um, three scenes. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I needed more Mark Hamill. I needed less Kirstie Alley. I kind of uh, wish Mark
2: Hamill would have been the Doctor.
1: He would have been great. Would've it would have been, been a Thousand percent better movie because Christopher but I think Reeves you needed is the tall guy. Yeah.
2: You needed the tall guy to that's right. be the like, thing. You yeah, have the, cool. the
1: tall guy who was like kind of like the local, you know, uh, local boy done good. You know, mm-hmm. and Mark Hamill was going to be the unhinged person. You
2: got when you, get, <laughs> he does when have you get crazy eyes and noise. When you get Christopher
1: Reeves connected to the movie, you got to put him in the starring the mm-hmm. male starring role. I get it, but he could not carry it. He couldn't do it. No. Mm. Yeah. He couldn't do it.
3: No. Yeah. This, this this is another like the same way Ghost of Mars was like a vehicle that or, like a bunch of people were like r- well at least Natasha Henstridge she was trying to hold on to her like clout Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this film was a way for you know, Christopher Reeve and Christy Alley to hold on to their clout. Cause I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: I'm curious because, yeah. like, I feel like this wasn't one of her last films, though. It wasn't Sorry, one
3: of her I, I last to, like, films, but she doesn't. She she's never really been. She, like let me, a she's star. never
1: been good in anything. She yeah. she played a decent supporting role in Cheers. Yeah. Um. And yeah. You know. And then what? What was the other one she was in? Um. Is it Designing Women? Is that what she's in? No. It was. It no, was a show called women.
3: Fat Actress on, like Showtime. That was like her big starring role for years. No, but, but, but like she was mm-hmm. in a
1: supporting role in another like '90s sitcom. Wasn't star she? Trek. Um, she was on Star Trek. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like I need to. Not ask- designing women. Dang it! No. Anyway, she's that's Delta she, Burke.
3: You don't talk bad yes. about Delta Burke.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. I know Delta. <laughs> it's not Delta Burke, but it was something like that. I'm like thinking of like a news radio era type of show that I'm trying to imagine that she was on, and I'm not being able to place I'll it right look. now. But but anyway, yeah, she I'm she she, she she's too. pretty bad. I mean, just yeah. generally speaking um but I she's like name she just was still
2: classic for like in the 90s and stuff like that you saw her in a lot of well yeah because she, she was in was look who's there. talking yeah. yeah yeah that was like a big one too look who's really talking. Yeah.
3: oh veronica's closet that's what you're thinking that's of that's what mm. i'm thinking of yes
1: yes i absolutely because yeah. that's why i was saying designing women i feel like there was a there was a fashion element that i was, yeah, yeah. That I was missing mm-hmm. but um in any case anywho Final thoughts on uh, on uh, Village of the Damned.
3: Hey, for a TV movie, it's okay. And uh, <laughs> oh for uh, we're the talking to Megan, but you. Know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I was waiting on like more so you guys for the final thoughts. I I really I actually walking away from all three of these movies like this. I genuinely had fun. I feel like watching this one in ways because I felt like there was like certain creep factors and had more of slight like original plot to it you know with like how the kids like how they brought that into it so we can dive more into it when i get to talk shit on steve here in just a few minutes (laughs) Eh, wink
1: the champ the defending champs gonna bring up the uh bring up the rear here with the ward from 2010 steve it's all you
3: champ is here (laughs) champ is here (laughs) (laughs) not for long uh we'll see (laughs) So yes, the war, twenty ten, John Carpenter's last film. So be respectful. Be respectful. Mm. <laughs> it's his last film.
1: Last mm. film so far. I mean, he could so come far. out of, come
3: out of I, retirement. We'll see.
2: I think we'll he see. has to. He has to.
3: <laughs> I I feel like I feel like he's way into being just kind of a synthwave dude now. Yeah he does his concerts he gets to do the music for the new halloween movies he just likes to chill do synthwave hang out with uh you know what's that one band uh gunship
1: I don't, i'm not familiar i was gonna say lcd sound system so no 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 that's how uh, far uh, off I'm.
3: yeah there's a there's a there's a uh synthwave band called gunship check them out they're pretty good uh they he's like uh they sampled him on one of their tracks so yeah uh That's what he does now. He doesn't do movies. So the the word is the last one. That's it. It's over. (laughs) It's a strong finish. I I was going to
2: say, I feel like he had to, that had to be because if he, like, it was such a disappointment that, like, what else could he actually do at that point?
3: Well, I don't (laughs) so much feel like that this one was the disappointment, but it was really that Ghost of Mars really put him off film. And then he tried, he, he tried this one as a comeback. And, mm-hmm. you know, people weren't having it. But, you know, it's nice because he came back, he made a film that actually looks like a film that didn't belong on ABC Saturday. <laughs> and uh, it didn't. Oh, I, see. It, this one, I see. This one, this yeah. one
1: it belonged on Sci Fi Channel. <laughs>
3: yeah, it belonged on Sci Fi Channel, but hey, still looked like a movie. <laughs> uh, also, pretty strong actors in this film. Uh, we have Amber Heard, whatever you may or may not think of her. And uh, one of my favorite character actors is uh, Jared Harris. That guy's great. The guy who plays the Doctor in this film, mm-hmm. that guy's yeah. great. I do like. Uh, him. Yeah, he's in a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a great character actor. And then there's a TV show called The Terror. He's on the first season of. You should really check it out. It's a mm-hmm. fucking great show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have uh, Mamie Gummer. Uh, you may or may not recognize. But she is Meryl Streep's daughter, so she definitely has some pedigree as an actress. Which character does she play? She plays Emily. So kind of the, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But she's kind of the more um, excitable one. She's the you know the, the yeah, yeah goofier, you know uh, I would say more manic. Yes. The, yes. Yep. Of the group. But yeah, just to get into the film, uh, The War of 2010, it starts with Amber Heard running from the police and burning a house down, which, I mean, may or may not be a character thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That could just be Amber (laughs) Heard.
1: She just, that's what she does. I actually went as far as to pause this, go back, rewind, and pause it to see what was written on her palm.
3: Mm hmm. Um, but, of course, they just tell you. Yeah, they just <laughs> tell you. Pretty quickly, so... It's just, it's just the address of the house. You're right, you're yeah. Right. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Amber Heard is... Uh, she burns the house down and then is quickly taken in, kicking and screaming by the police, and then the police take her to a psychiatric hospital where she is committed for her own good because she's burning houses down, running around in her panties. That's mm. somewhat dangerous behavior. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually frowned upon. Not, Most not great. Hits. Yeah. Also, she doesn't seem to remember... Anything except her name, Kristen, and everything else is a blur to her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the amnesiac burning houses down. We got to, you know, investigate this. Can't
1: we need to have a conversation? Yeah, you have to sit down with somebody.
3: Yeah, Yeah. sit down with somebody. So, yes, she's committed to this hospital, uh, the North Bend Psychiatric Hospital, and she is under the care of Jared Harris's character, but she's committed to a ward with a handful of other women and mm-hmm. we've talked about Emily played by Mamie Gummer and then there's a couple other girls in there they all have like different character personalities but there's Sarah Zoe and Iris and that's Sarah's kind of more the the flirty type and then Iris is like the nerdy type and then Zoe is like a child in many ways mm-hmm. So yeah, uh,
1: through this, you, they, they're the Charlie's Angels of this ward, basically. Is what pretty we, what much we yeah. they Pretty the, much
3: like. Yeah, <laughs> they own this ward. This is their town, mm-hmm. and uh, Kristen <laughs> is being committed with them. In a lot of ways, the film becomes like the classic "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest." You know, it, it is that strong. <laughs>
1: Please do not mention <laughs> those two films in the same. I'm like side. that's that's bold. That's real bold. That's these. These patients, um, which it'll come, spoiler, it'll come around later as to why maybe you can suspend your disbelief a little bit on this, but mm-hmm. they are all way too good looking and way too put together with way <laughs> yeah. too much makeup and way too much hair done up yeah. to be yeah. um, inmate, or not inmates, patients in this psychiatric hospital or
3: just even in 1966 there's nobody as yeah yeah, there's nobody as good looking as amber heard in 1966 they just just never existed they didn't make them then yeah Yeah. they just didn't make them like that back then but yeah it's it it, it, is that is one of the first kind of most jarring and it just like even as being even if it wasn't amber heard she's still like not very like distressed or dirty when she's committed. Like her hair is very Hollywood. When she, I feel like she yeah. it legit It
2: took had me dreads. out of it so hard. Honestly, yeah. I thought she had dreads. I was she like, did. Yeah. did she just yeah. hair yeah. From was a rave, little bit like-
1: disheveled looking? But yeah, her makeup was like pristine, and she had just mm-hmm. ran through the woods and burned a house down. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah, she's she, a little too put together for you know being dragged off. The streets and thrown into a psych ward. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I get that. That's fine. But like you said, you can suspend disbelief because of the turn at the end, and that's sure. what we'll go with.
1: <laughs> we'll lean the, heavy into that.
3: But <laughs> back to the one. Back to the analogy of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You have an outsider being committed, and she has to you know gain favor with the group and then she does like they become friends they get to learn about each other but she's still very much a rebel and trying to escape much like jack nicholson's character was as well and they both <laughs> find themselves this is shameful know, steve
2: i <laughs> Real right you feel ashamed
3: of <laughs> to compare these two movies.
2: This is like what I like about what he's doing right now is that this is like what he's got. He's like, if you think about One Flew of the Cuckoos next, maybe you'll like my film a little bit more.
3: <laughs> Let's talk about a good movie. <laughs> right. Hey, shut up. None of, none of you uh, dummies figured it out to, to talk about a better movie? I don't have the balls to do it, I guess. You, you could have very easily talked about better movies. Yes. You did. When
1: I think about you know, Ghost of Mars, movie. it immediately takes me to
3: Casablanca, and here is why. Uh <laughs> you can't you can't say that the martians are the nazis you can't i'm not letting that yeah (laughs) but yeah but in a lot of ways there is still just i the film is it's obviously not great but it has just a lot of the same kind of hallmarks and trappings of other films that you see that occur in psychological the psych hospitals Mm -hmm. you know there, there you have the nurse who's kind of shitty you have the orderly who's like a big dickhead you have uh you know uh, Kristen is obviously put through a number of different treatments, including electroshock therapy. Um, and then you have just kind of like the camaraderie of the girls on the ward. You know, they, they they do actually have like decent chemistry, I feel like, especially between Kristen and Emily. Zoe's character gets a little grating with her uh, childlike uh, it's, behavior. It's, it's genuinely...
1: Little grading is maybe the biggest <laughs> understatement in the
3: fucking world. Her character is insufferable. It is hilarious when she runs, though, because she runs like a toddler. And Why? <laughs> oh my God, there were but such so bad funny. decisions
1: being made there. Oh, good God. We'll I, get into I it, genuinely Zoe... love the way she. <laughs> When ahead, they're running down the hallway when they're trying to escape, yes, it's yeah. fucking comical. Kate and I were mm-hmm. laughing
3: out loud. I genuinely love the way she kicks her feet out like a dope <laughs> yeah, and runs like sides, a child. Like, yeah, yeah, she runs like Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: it's, it's hilarious. So bad.
3: <laughs> but uh, of course, through all this, it isn't just your normal psych hospital film, it's a ghost story as well. Mm-hmm. Because the entire time Amber Heard is being haunted by some ghost within her cell, within the ward, in various places. Uh, you even have a nice, tasteful shower scene. It's tasteful. I suppose it is, <laughs> yes. For, t- it, for 2010, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, he. he john carpenter doesn't like you don't really see any butts or boobs in it so like mm-hmm. he's filming he filmed everything tastefully yeah and it wasn't like unnecessarily gross or lingering and so this is nowhere. not a
1: slasher movie just no, FYI this no, is not s- nope <laughs> oh wow Slash. it's a
2: ghost Brian. story sorry <laughs> you're you're, uh, still, <laughs> you're still little, it's
3: still it's still oh, the wounds sore. are still the wounds are still open guys <laughs> that's fine all <laughs> but no you're right it's not a slasher film <laughs> <laughs> guys that it's was a call back to a previous episode go <laughs> back Let's to showdown on. go back to september showdown <laughs> yeah. find out why brian is salty
1: <laughs> <laughs> brian be salty like that
3: but yeah the and the ghost is you know showing up and attacking her and you know she is trying to convince the doctor and the nurse and everybody else involved that she's being attacked and haunted by a ghost on the ward but they're not having it because they obviously believe that, of course, somebody in a psychiatric hospital is going to have visions of a ghost. That's part of her diagnosis that we now have to put together. So, yeah, generally just kind of put off and ignored, but she, you know, resolves herself to escape as all strong women would because, mm. you know, she can't be held down. Um, I'm trying to reach
0: for
3: another another movie i was trying to think oh like (laughs) girl interrupted there we go yeah this is just okay
1: so during this movie Mm -hmm. kate because i've never seen girl interrupted kate said she because she she uh spoiler alert kate thoroughly hated this movie she was like this is fucking trash and the whole time she kept going they are desperately trying to put on girl interrupted vibes she was like i want you Mm -hmm. to watch girl interrupted right after this so you see how much they're desperately trying to rip this off and i I don't have a frame reference i've never seen it but (laughs) she mentioned that multiple times
3: Uh, i mean or or, you know gothica with Halle berry we could reference that too sure yeah i
1: haven't seen that one but this is just like
3: league of their own guys just like it just like it (laughs) um yeah Overall, the, the film kind of progresses just like half ghost story, half, you know, kind of psycho, psychiatric war drama. Uh, it's not until that one of the other members of the ward crew is killed. And I believe it's Sarah that gets it first. Isn't it? She, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Because then they're out looking for Sarah after yeah. that. Right. Yeah. So Sarah
3: that's... is. Yeah. Sarah is dragged off by the ghost and given. The full-on lobotomy spike mm-hmm. to the through to the, the eye, yeah, yeah, right through the eye, and that's when it becomes real that the ghost is a threat to all of them. It's not just all in Amber Heard's head. Mm-hmm. And then you learn, oh, spooky! <laughs> so <laughs> they're all plagued by this the ghost. Is, this is where you
1: get that that like the first look at the kind of like because there was a, there was a couple creepy scenes before that, but then this is where you get mm-hmm. that. I think the first looked at that like weird soft edged CGI <laughs> from from like 2001. Yeah, um, and it's just it's it's fucking really bad CGI. It's very. I'm not very gonna. Bad.
2: Sorry to like pause up for a second. I mean, not that it really matters because we really ha- understand this movie isn't that great. I feel like Iris was the one who died first because wasn't it right after her. um she goes to her uh, oh yeah meeting. you know what it's you're Dr. right it's it's, uh, it's yeah it's it's, her.
3: I, it's iris who gets it through the eye yeah, yeah. She you're does right hers. yep <laughs> meg you're right i forgot
1: yeah cuz then they're yeah. going and looking for iris after that mm-hmm. not sarah yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
3: it's cuz iris is iris is getting better and she's yeah, yeah. supposed to be the one who's going to leave the hospital first right mm-hmm. so and yeah so, that's
2: and that's why they're like well maybe she did get out, maybe she didn't home. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no yeah. one leaves the hospital and then they go out looking for her and luckily in the 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 cell is the easiest lock to pick in history Mm -hmm. you just need a knife and you just twist it a little bit and it pops right open
3: here's the thing they don't get into amber heard's character that you don't know Mm -hmm. but it's pretty well implied uh she's a magician
1: i guess she's also she's some but the thing is she's not a criminal mastermind by any means because listen maybe wait more than zero seconds before you attempt your escape from the time the guy walks away from the door like he's like all right good night she's like okay good night the second she's out of he's out of view she pops up and starts trying to pick the lock it's like yeah you are not a criminal mastermind
3: right by any stretch of the but she no she's not she's a magician and you can see that all through her character yeah sleight of hand type yeah yeah she has sleight of hand when hiding her pills. She's great at escaping sca- straight jackets. She can pick locks. All I actually Houdini felt like that was things. a really
2: great way to how she got out of her um, straight jacket that I was like, you know what? If I ever end up in a straight jacket, I'm going to remember that. You know, Exactly.
3: When, Find a way to cut I'm putting, this. end up in I put it, I put it out. I <laughs> <laughs> That's November showdown. We're, We're done with movies. We're just doing straitjacket escape. He
1: put a, We're going to build a shed in my yard, set it on fire, and throw each of us in there with a straitjacket, see who gets out. Who's Jim st- now? Huh? <laughs> the stakes go super high in November, guys.
3: <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Iris does get it first, uh, and then it goes uh, Zoe, or then it goes Sarah, Emily, and Zoe are mm-hmm. all eventually captured and killed by... By the ghost and throughout this you learn that there was somebody on the ward Well, there's actually two people on the ward before Kristen showed up Tammy and Alice Mm -hmm. and uh, Kristen discovers her first night there She finds like a charm bracelet that's all broken up and it has like the words Alice on it Uh, But you know, she doesn't put it together till later when she finds Zoe's rabbit that zoe carries around all the time has the uh words a h on the bottom heel and she finds the words alice hudson written somewhere else and Mm -hmm. she puts it all together and she goes oh who was alice hudson Mm -hmm. and she has to start asking and investigating that now it's another new mystery for Mm -hmm. her to solve in her you know strenuous life (laughs) Um, on top of everything it's another it's
1: something else to not happen
3: She has the weight of the world on her shoulders because she doesn't know her own past, but maybe this will help her discover her past by discovering the mystery of the ward. More questions, still no answers. I get it. I get it. (laughs) What you find out is that Alice was a member of the ward as well as another female named Tammy. And apparently, Alice had been abusing everybody on the ward, Emily, Tammy, Sarah, Zoe, etc., she had been abusing them all, and so they had come up with a plan, much like in Full Metal Jacket, where they punish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, private pile. Private pile, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much where they punish private pile
1: <laughs> to keep <laughs> the group together. Yeah. <laughs> so, I see so your, I see they did pop the pop equivalent doing, of the uh, the um, pillowcases full of bars of soap
3: mm-hmm, with. her. But they yeah. just they just took it a little too far, and they accidentally killed Alice. Sure yeah they just went too far yeah they went too far it's a pretty aggressive accident yes (laughs) this is a little aggressive yeah they killed Alice (laughs) and then Alice is the one that you find is the ghost that's haunting the ward she had already killed Tammy before Kristen arrived she's now killed Iris and she's on that after Sarah's death that's when uh Kristen, Emily, and Zoe all decide to escape, and on their in their grand escape, Emily is killed. It looks like a suicide. So again, the people on the ward are not going to believe her, the nurse and the doctor, they're not going to believe any of this is going on. They can't even find Iris or Sarah. Mm-hmm. And now Emily looks like she's committed suicide. So they have to come up with a plan to escape. And one, it's one of the great mastermind plans. Mm-hmm. Even though she's not a mastermind overall, she comes up with a great plan to take Zoe hostage to make it look like Zoe's in danger. But Zoe's not in danger. You have to understand that's how great the plan is. Yeah,
1: it's flawless. <laughs> it's flawless. <laughs> no escape. She's just going to walk outside and then go bye, and she's just <laughs> go out into <laughs> the woods.
2: I love every ounce of what's happening right now because <laughs> Steve's just using really great words. Yes. <laughs> he's like mastermind.
3: So has Neil. No. <laughs> words has Sarah. I have the died best yet? words. <laughs> have we I have all st- these words. They're so great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have we got to Sarah's death with the electrocution? Has she died yet?
3: <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of, yeah. I kind of pass over it. But yes, yeah, that S- could Sarah. have
1: been so good. Like, been. you had an opportunity for an exploding head and you didn't do it. I was I was looking
3: for exploding eyeballs in or that one, anything. actually. Exploding yeah.
1: head, exploding eyeballs, you know, something. But, you know, because you have this buildup of the electrocution and her mm-hmm. head, and you see, like, the blood vessels in her head and stuff. And it just, yeah, you don't really get the, uh, the payoff, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, there's not a final payoff. I, the, I mean, it, it was masterful in Carpenter's usage to you know, let people know that there was the electroshock therapy on hand in the ward to begin with.
1: It was. It was masterful foreshadowing.
3: And then to call back. (laughs) Yeah. To call back throughout the film like, oh, this is a dangerous thing, you know, even though in real life it actually isn't that dangerous and is still used. That but. is
1: honestly the most effective scene maybe of the whole movie for me, which was when um, when she gets the electroshock therapy the first time, mm-hmm. because that's just, it's just a terrifying like being completely, you know, not in control of yourself and being in a scenario where you don't know what's happening and then getting this like torturous, you know, uh, therapy happening to you, you know, kind of out of the blue and stuff like is a pretty scary proposition. Like that was probably the most effective scene to me.
3: Mm -hmm. honestly yeah Yeah, it was pretty good um and and again like it's something that you don't see a lot in ghost of mars or village of the damned there's a lot of camera movement in this film
1: the the i would i would agree i would say that was one of the big takeaways i said was you know it's it's definitely well shot i thought the Mm -hmm. cinematography
3: Mm -hmm. was was
1: certainly the best of the three films in this one Mm -hmm. Um, and I think
2: there's certain things that this one had that are just naturally because of like the progression. Like, I felt like even just the acting was better, you know, but I think it's more so crediting that to it being like newer than all three of them, too. Yeah. You know, I think people oh, yeah, just yeah, naturally sure. got challenged to be better and all those things. Yeah.
3: I mean, like, Ghost of Mars is like, it's it, again. There's no reason to bash that film that much, but it just kind of feels like like Carpenter had given up, and so like he made no attempt to shoot anything other than just flat shots, of just like flat widescreen shots like all the time. Whereas like Village of the Dam, do you see some like odd camera movements? And he also employs the fisheye a lot because it's the '90s. You know, there's a lot of fisheye lens in oh, that yeah, movie. Yeah.
1: It's a fucking Busta uh, Rhymes mu- music. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> And then
3: in this one, like you're saying, Meg, like, you know, Carpenter does adapt, you know, to the time. And mm-hmm. the, like the cinematography, it does at times it's darker and grittier. And other times it does have like, you know, it, he has more movement about him and he shoots like closer frames. But also mm-hmm. there are there are some things of the time that aren't great either mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of things like the fucking horrific like. cgi <laughs> yeah.
1: and also the, yeah it alice happens. alice's look is so inconsistent like sometimes she looks genuinely cool and like one of the scenes where she pops up and and uh i think it's when zoe dies it's when she sl- pops up and, and, and cuts her throat was that zoe emily,
3: emily. no that was emily, oh, that yeah. Was emily. Um, uh, yeah that that one it That's probably the best it looks.
1: Yeah, it looks really cool and like her eyes are kind of buggy and it's like Mm -hmm. it's pretty pretty effective. But then Mm -hmm. there's
3: other times where she just
1: looks like, you know, kind of a fuzzy, you know, scarecrow mask from Batman Begins almost. Like it's it's Mm -hmm. in
3: the In the shower it looks terrible. It's fucking Mm -hmm. bad. Yeah, yeah, it's real bad. (laughs) I'll concede. It looks terrible in the shower. Yeah. (laughs) It looks out of place and like because they don't do, they, there isn't a lot of work put into trying to hide what she looks like. Mm-hmm. So there's not, she, it's hardly, she's hardly ever like hiding in the shadows or, or anything. Yeah. She
1: just like, kind of pops she, mm-hmm.
2: up.
3: Yeah. When she appears, she appears and like you see it all the way.
1: Honestly, her hands are the worst part. Like when they have the scenes, like,
2: and she like kind of w- pulls when up. When she's trying
1: yeah. To, yeah, when she's doing something and like you're not seeing her face, but you're seeing her hands, whether it be like putting the electroshock thing on. Again, their names are escaping me, but you know, on the on the the one uh oh, Sarah. patient Sarah on the one patient or whatever, her hands and they're trying to do this kind of almost like there's bugs under her skin kind of mm-hmm. movement, mm-hmm. and it just looks so PlayStation 2. Like it just, yeah. it's just it <laughs> just looks like shit.
3: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look great. They should have just went with like more practical like goopiness yeah just fucking Leged. do
1: practical hands that's easy to do
3: yeah yeah well i mean the hands were practical but it's like when they did that overlay of the like underskin skin worms yeah that was bad they yeah, should have yeah. just like added more goop to like just put like weird fucking bandages or whatever on her even hands if it, honestly
1: even if it would have been an old school shitty like bladder effect <laughs> that probably mm-hmm. would have been more effective than the yeah. the weird yeah. cgi bugs or worms under the skin or whatever
3: right um yeah that that, that yeah, some of it doesn't work. Some of it is effective, mm-hmm. so it kind of kind of goes back and forth. Eh. But uh, on the escape, uh, Zoe and uh, and Kristen, uh, they don't make it all the way out of the hospital. They get pretty close, but unfortunately, you know, she doesn't plan her route very well. And she waits for an elevator rather than going downstairs. An elevator that for sure will have people in it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I do like in this scene where she runs past one of the orderlies and he's like, Hey, get back here. And she just slaps him in the dick with a flashlight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, uh, it's not. I
1: it's not a nut shot, but she hits him in like the stomach. But it's just such a. They're just running back, in the the or, one of the orderlies. He's not the main orderly that has been come to like you know that we've come to know a little bit. It's just a random guy in a white jumpsuit. He yeah. steps out from under a. He steps out in a doorway and goes, "Hey, get back here!" And she just kind of like. Smacks him, not hard, just kind of smacks him in the stomach with a flashlight, <laughs> and he just like, and I just love that scene because I just like to imagine that she she nut tapped him with the flashlight as he right. came out the
3: door. And they just, that's the take. That's the take they kept because it yeah. was the most real reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That uh, at this point she gets just this, this, uh, Kristen is sedated and then put into a straitjacket and. She has to make another daring escape, which she does with an amazing, you know, Houdini-like straitjacket escape that nobody could expect, because again, she's a magician. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Her and Zoe go on the run again, and they find themselves in the basement. At what point, they try to escape via Dumbwaiter back up, and she sends Zoe on her way, and Zoe is taken, disappears, and... Kristen has to investigate this. She leads her to the office of the doctor where this is where, Hey, a a turn. And then another turn happens. You get the turn. You think, Oh, maybe the doctor was evil the entire time. Cause he was, he didn't seem evil up to this point. He just kind of seemed dismissive, but maybe Mm -hmm. he was evil. Mm -hmm. Maybe he had planned this out the entire time, knowing that there was a ghost and just was letting people die. But oh no, the second turn (laughs) is that you find out. You don't even buy what you're saying. That's what I love about this. (laughs) No, I totally do. (laughs) The second turn is that really everybody, you know, this is a big reveal. Everybody who's on the ward was actually the multiple personalities of Alice. They're using yeah, they're using radical therapy to. to re all of her personalities into one and that alice really isn't a ghost alice is the original mind absorbing everybody back into her to be whole again right yeah yep it, yep they have a nice it's kind of a nice happy ending i like it you yeah know, and
1: the, then her parents who you knew or so that was the giveaway for me earlier in the movie when the parents were looking out the window that i was mm-hmm. like oh some or all these characters don't exist mm-hmm. um is when they were like looking down them and they were like who's that and they're like those are the sad people or whatever remember like early mm-hmm. when they're in the courtyard yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they're looking at yeah, the yeah. window then i was kind of like all right are they doing are they doing that some of these characters are in her mind um but yeah,
3: just yes. like Martin Scorsese ripped off in the movie Shutter Island. Right, exactly. Martin Scorsese was incredibly influenced by John Carpenter's The Ward. I heard that. I, I have heard that. I've, I've read
1: that in in interviews with him. And when Marty mm-hmm. and I call him Marty, when Marty uh-huh. and I get together and, and uh, you know for coffee, he he has brought that up before a couple of times.
3: And Leo, when him and I go and get beers, he yeah. told, he told me yeah. about how blown away he was by The Ward and the fact that you know they could all represent so many different personalities I but i have it also in my in resignation
2: right now guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah this like
1: sure. so this scene with the re- <laughs> with the reveal when she holds the glass with to the doctor's neck mm-hmm. she couldn't be less intimidating <laughs> like n- like n- she has no physicality she has no like real sense of desperation um, I I hate to pile on, but she's just fucking bad. Like she's <laughs> she genuinely is. She, this movie could have been fine, but she's I, bad.
3: I don't mm-hmm. think she was trying to be that threatening though. Like I she's mean, just she, trying to get answers. Mm, but she's not trying to threaten his life. But she she mm. Don't talk to me like I, I'm a yeah. child, Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just you watched you her hit see someone him. He in the stomach. Thing.
1: What I can only describe is a shit-eating grin on his face <laughs> cuz he knows this is true. She is uh she's a bad actor as well. She's Kirsty yeah. Alley level bad. Um so like everyone with the exception of of uh of the doctor which we talked about he's a pretty good character actor he's good in a mm-hmm. lot of things Hurst hirsch is his last name what, you mentioned harris. It? Jared, harris. Harris. jared harris that's yeah. right jared harris is fine mm-hmm. he did not want to be here and <laughs> the other characters like th- the, the the dialogue between all of the 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 the, the Multiple personalities within the, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest type of environment. There, they were all, with the exception maybe of I. I could appreciate that Meryl Streep's daughter was taking some swings at least, mm-hmm. but the rest of them were fucking bad.
3: Well, and like Iris Sarah and wasn't Sarah- that
1: bad. Sarah, um, Sarah wasn't terrible, I guess.
3: Yeah, I, I feel, I feel like Iris and Sarah the the problem I would concede with them is that you don't get a sense of like what their real personality issue is. Mm-hmm. The thing is like you ha it, it's I guess it's I don't know if it's on PC or what, but like when you're depicting people on a psych ward mm-hmm. You have to like you feel the necess- the need to make their personalities bigger and more dangerous than you would think. Yeah, like think think about Brad Pitt in Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to do the the thing I've been doing. But, <laughs> yeah. but you you think about Brad Pitt in Twelve Monkeys? Mm-hmm. He's a fucking nutcase yeah, to yeah. use you know the the medical parlance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think
2: um, another talking to the characters themselves is that, and I was just thinking about this that. Like you, there isn't a lot of depth to them. And I think maybe you guys are kind of slightly saying that without saying that. But it, it, I think that kind of aids in you understanding what's actually going on throughout the whole thing because they don't actually have each of their individual personalities, but they're because mm-hmm. they're part of the overall personality of Alice.
3: Right, but, but I mean, you, you get the sense from Zoe like she's kind of the arrested development part of Alice, like she's still a child. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah no,
2: no, I'm not saying that, yeah. but I mean, like as far as like I don't think there's a lot of things that are very exciting or interesting about all of them. Mm-hmm. They were very distinct in trying to showcase. Each one is different, right. but there you still don't know much about anything, so you also don't even care what happens to them in ways.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're just killer fodder, basically.
1: They're ghost
2: fodder. Right. Mm-hmm
3: yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i mean iris is sort of an artist and like but sarah is not very like her character isn't very strong and then uh mamie gummer like her performance as emily it's, it's interesting and it's fun at times mm-hmm. like she does take some big swings in like that that whole like when she paints on the smiley face yeah. for group therapy. Like she she's you know trying to put on a a happy air but yeah. She is
1: definitely the most stereotypical of like a mentally ill person mm-hmm. in a psych ward type environment. Mm-hmm. So like I I get that but um so yeah, you could find that Yeah. realistic or and, unrealistic you do know, it depending on how you look at it, but at least it was like a slightly interesting performance. Right, mm-hmm. and
3: even in, even in the end, like they uh, part of Kristen's discovery is she has she reads the doctor's notes, and the doctor has them all listed, like the different personalities. He mm-hmm. has them listed as like how they fit into Alice's whole personality. Mm-hmm. So Emily is listed as the id, which is you know old Freudian, yeah. like psychology, right and yeah. then like he has Iris as the artist. Kristen is the survivor, and then like the other ones are. I don't. Know. I don't remember them offhand. Yeah. Yeah yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So you can see how they're not, like Meg is saying, they're not fully formed people, so they're not fully formed characters mm-hmm. because they all fit into one person. Yeah. But I still,
2: and I still feel like they, they could have. I don't know what they could have done, but I feel like with this whole overall situation. It was easy. It's easy to tell like what the ending is going to be because you're talking about we're already in like this psych ward situation. So we're talking about mental illness of sorts. So Mm -hmm. what could we possibly be talking about in this horror situation? And that's where I feel like this movie had like its weakness was in that like the predictability. I feel like the only thing that stood out is like it had some good jumps, you know, like the way they did things. But there's a lot of predictability to it.
1: Mm -hmm. So, so questions. Um, Were the staff of the ward, the doctor and the orderlies and the nurse and all this stuff, were they writing each of her personalities' names on the doors? Or was that something she was imagining? Hmm. Because why would they have known to cross out Tammy?
3: Mm. And it might have been... I mean, it might have been something that she did herself. Yeah, maybe. But then... But then I think they, they also had to play know. Along, almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I get it, it to along. play
1: along, but how would they know Tammy is gone?
3: I think maybe if she doesn't, because the whole thing of like while the doctors trying to get all these personalities to regress and go back into Alice, I think if Tammy just doesn't pop up anymore, or mm-hmm. if one of the other. Because you you don't see it because Tammy's already dead by the time Kristen gets in there, mm-hmm. but maybe one of the other personalities had said Tammy was dead,
2: right?
1: Perhaps
3: in like in therapy,
2: or she's yeah. gone. You know, because that that's mm-hmm. kind of like been the thing where they start asking question, where is this person? Right. They say they it over s- and over and over again, so that could be the one tell for the doctors, like, they oh. could. I, I yeah, could, if they're I if they're
3: asking where is Iris, you know, yeah. Then they know I, maybe Iris is gone at that point. <sighs>
1: I can I can accept that. Why is why do they have an entire wing of the hospital designated to one patient? Like I'm pretty sure that's not how hospitals work. Again, nope. I'm picking away. It I'm picking. Like, yeah.
2: I don't I don't mean to keep defending this you because I just like I feel like the only thing missing <laughs> is that he was so adamant on this was such an experimental thing that he was working on that he could probably have justified like having a dedicated wing so he could do his experiment and have money put towards it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's the only yeah. thing reason. So. Yeah
3: yeah and also again if he's if you're dealing with a if the way it's working is that she uh, presents in different personalities then give all those personalities a room then she's probably sleeping in those rooms in different days could Mm -hmm. be
1: could be I'm just thinking of the logistics of of the hospital and I'm like I know what you're saying if she is is also like if she is a proven violent um, uh, uh, patient uh, and you have one patient on the entire ward with at least three people designated specifically to them. How are you letting her escape? Like, you you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're getting lost in the mix of multiple patients. I don't know. It's just, it, so, so I guess what I'm ultimately getting to here is like, it is the, the the big reveal. The whole movie hinges on the big reveal, right? The movie doesn't make um, like a goddamn lick of sense um, and, and the characters aren't developed and all these types of things like all these these shortcomings of the movie and there's a lot of movies like this like it's not this isn't just one of them there this isn't the one of them. there's tons of them that are like this where it's like there's all these plot holes there's all these there's all these um you know missteps there's pad characters developed and there's all these negative things that all get explained most for the most part by the twist ending Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are you supposed to go back and feel better about all the 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 movie was bad up till this point and then you're like oh twist ending but now all that stuff that you didn't enjoy about this movie like kind of makes a little bit more sense and it's like Damage is done. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like the movie suck. You can't go back and retroactively mm-hmm. make the movie not suck with a reveal. You know what I mean. And right. I feel like when you have a movie that hinges so heavily on a big twist reveal like this, like I feel like some of the M Night Shyamalan movies kind of, kind of like fallen. It's like he does a better job in in some instances, like in the village and stuff like that. But uh, or the town, the village, the town, what's it called? The village, right? Village. Um, village. like some of those ones, it's like there's a big. You're kind of upset that so much of the movie hinged on the the reveal. But at least, mm-hmm. like, it was... F- on the way there was fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is like the... the it tinges on this yeah. big reveal, but it's like... We, we've watched an hour and 25 minutes of a kind of shitty movie to get to a reveal that mm-hmm. isn't going to undo the hour and
3: 25 minutes of shittiness. Sure. But you know what? I think, overall, the ending... I, I like the way the ending is actually, like, strangely uplifting.
1: Yeah, it wasn't and, a bad ending. The the yeah. the, the ending, was a, was to me, was better than the rest of the movie. Right. But, you know, I watched an hour and 25 minutes to watch 10 minutes of okay. It's yeah. like with Ghost of Mars when you watched, like, an hour and whatever of shit, and then you <laughs> finished with turbo shit. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> it's like you go in the opposite, <laughs> opposite direction. So...
2: Oh, the only thing I was gonna add is that I almost I, I'll be the wild card here and say like I didn't love the ending in that because it almost was just like we have all these things that keep happening and then it's just super resolved and maybe it's just a personal preference of mine that I feel like a better at a situation because I, I feel like that's not always how that type of stuff works like oh mm-hmm. like you know especially when you have multiple personalities but so I feel like I would have probably appreciated more if there was just some how this like twist where. She like one of her personalities came out.
3: Oh, but Meg, you're completely forgetting the complete end of the film. Are you?
2: Wait, am I forgetting? You're this?
3: absolutely forgetting. So okay, Wait. so the end of the film is that the the personalities are resolved and Alice gets her life back, and you you find what I particularly like is that even though you had all those tropes early on that the doctor might be evil or is indifferent. Oh, I
2: remember this now. Yeah, because they, they yeah. open the fucking thing and then she jumps out. Okay. Now, I remember this now. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I Still. like an end
1: on a jump nah. scare. I was okay with that. <laughs> um, jump scare. Uh, it, it was a fine jump scare, but like even it's then. the scariest they of could've... scares, because it's <laughs> I, Amber Heard. That's
2: what this <laughs> movie, <laughs> I feel like, totally like weighed on, is the jump stairs. If she would have been
1: done <laughs> yeah. up or something, but it was just her. It wasn't you like had, Alice you had, a I cool, think it's cool jumping, yeah. sense it it'd be too, jumping out. It it's just
2: Amber Heard But that's to survive, the thing. You, had, blah, you, blah, blah, blah. you know, like... Right.
3: But you, you had all those tropes that the, the, yeah. the doctors were possibly evil, but no, it comes... You know, real wholehearted, you know. Everybody gets to survive, you know, everybody's happy. Nobody actually died. But then Amber Heard! Ah
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's like the movie was fucking dumb. The reveal <laughs> and the jump scare like make it slight slightly less dumb. So we're supposed to be good with that? Like,
3: <laughs> look, I understand Man. look, I understand how like none of us are Johnny Depp. But do you know how many times Amber Heard <laughs> jumped out of a medicine cabinet at Johnny Depp?
0: Yeah, you live in Maybe, fear.
1: Like yeah.
3: <laughs> this is just
1: like oh she she's she's bad. Um, nothing. I feel happened in this movie. Yeah,
2: I'm like I don't want like, yeah. to <laughs> yeah, so like, backtrack on that too because I I like as soon as you started saying that I would, like remembered that moment. But I feel like something more subtle where this movie depended on simply, like, jump scares to be, like, scary, you know? It, I think it depended on it pretty heavily. Versus, was, like, I, it, it started could have been out more subtle the, to be, like, that hit deeper, I don't know. It
1: started out with a dark and stormy night scene, and I was like, mm-hmm. cool, we got some cool spooky atmosphere. I'm going to be on board with this. They never really... I mean, you got more spooky atmosphere, and you had, like, during the, uh you know, the attempted escape where she's got the knife to what you find out to be her own throat... Um that is also a dark and stormy night but at that point you're like all right you played that chord let's let's go on to something else yeah. it just I,
3: I think i think the uh, i think the scene where there's a blackout because there is a storm blackout on the ward at one point mm-hmm. and like you get flashes of something i think that seems pretty effective as far as like you know being atmospheric but like not necessarily leaning on jump scares because you don't is that see the one when the,
1: when the electricity goes out because of sarah being electrocuted or whatever um No, Or is that a second blackout?
3: No, that's a that no. There's just like an earlier blackout because okay. like they're yeah because they're it's I think it's before like any of them are killed because uh, they're I just on vaguely
1: the, remember that,
3: but because it's like a it's it's more of a bonding scene because like Zoe is like you know afraid of the dark and mm-hmm. like latches on to Kristen at that. Oh point. yes, yes, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, boy, a real
1: stinker again. Um so it was
0: like one of these things it's like
1: I knew my movie was shit. Um and I liked it just slightly more than I remembered, but not still didn't like it at all. Uh meg's movie i remembered kind of liking but then uh ended up not liking nearly as much as i remembered <laughs> and then never saw steve's movie so i was excited to watch it and boy it was a big pile of shit so really the the roulette wheel did us
0: dirty
3: this time yeah. around I, I i appreciate that it did us all dirty though yeah like yeah. it wasn't Same. just it wasn't just the word the ghost of mars versus halloween yeah that I would have been fucking the worst. blown
1: no yeah. that would have been the worst so this actually it did it did play out to our advantage in that way but i am uh yeah so so how do you want to do this steve as far as the uh the voting um
3: well i, I guess i mean it, you know the same way we got ghost of mars out of the way as just ceremony we can get Megan and I's votes out of the way as ceremony okay you know, meg, meg already said i believe that she you know loves her film so you know meg if you would like to <laughs> cat if you would like to cast your vote
2: um i am voting for my movie
3: yeah yeah uh i'm i'm also voting for my movie i the village of the damned is it was fucking boring and hey, it looks like hey, a tv movie I didn't attack
2: you one last time okay bud you could have <laughs> I know. If you, if you to want say, to go ahead, I don't care. Just, I, this, this, we talked about these movies enough. Now I just want to know what Brian has to say. This okay, is well, the important part. All right. Well, so <laughs> wait. Well,
1: so, so am drawing it say.
3: out. I'm a showman, and I want to give the audience a little bit of, you know, like, showmanship. A showman. Yeah. Showman's
2: got a show, and I am just an anxious human being, and I just need to know <laughs> if I'm the winner. Or not. All right. So, so
1: <laughs> what is Steve? What is your second pick?
3: Uh, my second pick, obviously, would be Village of the Damned. So. Okay. Yeah.
1: Meg, what is your second pick?
2: It would be his film.
1: Okay. Um, I, I was hoping one of you would be arrogant enough to vote for my movie for your second pick and then I could surprise <laughs> everyone by voting for my own. Um, that going to happen. Oh my God.
3: <laughs> that is, that would have been,
1: mm. um, I mean, listen. Wow. I was going to do that it. That would have been a Ric Flair move. <laughs> yeah, That would have been brilliant. I was going to go dir- the player in the game. I mm-hmm. really, listen, but I, I don't know that I could have done that in all good conscience because Ghost of Mars is absolute <laughs> poop. The there would there would there have been, been an uprising
3: great. but yeah would have that
1: have been great um would have so, been a great heel move <laughs> yeah totally mm-hmm. turn. i would have definitely done it um so, <laughs> so he, he, here's kind of where i'm at um <sighs> village of the damned like i said i did not like it as much as i remembered but at least it has some iconic imagery um in the the images of the kids there's some creepy scenes um the ward was definitely a way better shot movie like it was a better constructed movie in i would say almost every way um but it was so painfully forgettable uh that it, it really is uh, uh they both had the mostly cons but had some pros and like i'm trying to balance out uh which one i think is is better i think if there was a movie where it's like which one this is going to be like my ultimate like litmus test is if you had to and you had to watch one or the other again which one would you watch again i would probably have to watch village of the damned again um i know this (laughs) meg is already flexing she's already spinning around in her chair (laughs) I don't think I could tolerate the word again <laughs> but
3: what about all the hidden um you know like <laughs> nods yeah. to you know like what the reveal is like there's plenty of clues hidden <sighs> within to discover
1: you're I guarantee think. you're right, but I couldn't care a fucking less. <laughs> and I think he, <laughs> Steve's shaking his head no as well because he <laughs> Yeah, it was it was just it was such a forgettable movie. And I think if they would have put in some more scares, some more better imagery of Alice, like it could have. But it just wasn't there wasn't enough there. I remember looking at my, at my phone, like 48 minutes in and I'm like, nothing has happened, uh, in this movie. So it was, uh, it was a fucking slog. Um, and the performances were, were just bad. Um, and at least honestly, Mark Hamill might've saved, uh, village (laughs) of the damned. I don't know.
3: I, yeah, I can't, I, I can't really be mad or fault or mm -hmm. be angry about this just because, uh, Village of the Damned, even though as fucking boring as it is, mm-hmm. it does have explosions. Yeah. <laughs> so I
2: it, uh, it the movie went not as quick as Ghost of Mars. Like, yeah. I yeah. watched
1: yeah. I watched both Ghost of Mars, frankly, and uh and Village of the Damned. I watched them. I was like, okay, these are like moving along pretty well. Mm-hmm. The yeah. ward was a slog for for mm-hmm. me, and it was only an hour and an hour and. 35 minutes long Uh, but it boy it felt like it was a couple hours long um Mm -hmm. but in any case uh what that means is meg has taken home for the second time
2: (laughs) you know what
1: first time since the first showdown episode meg (laughs) has taken home the strap
2: I need this. I need it. I need to, I need to carry it around every single day with me. And I'm going yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. Next week,
1: we will hopefully uh, get the chance to, to record in person. Meg will, will get her strap. Now here's the question. And I don't mean to put you on the spot because if the answer is no, that's fine because I did the very same thing. But do you have a, a punishment movie in line for us? Or are you still milling that one around in your brain? Uh, Were you
3: prepared s- to win today?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, but uh, you know what? I think what I do choose might surprise you guys. All right. I'm, we'll go with that. That's what I'm going to respond with.
1: <laughs> Very Joe Dirt. Interesting. <laughs> Joe Dirt, yeah.
0: Joe, Di- Joe Dirt Day. Yeah, yeah. Let's do
1: this. So, um, well... We, we are f- wrapping up the old uh, October showdown, John Carpenter, <laughs> what we should have actually referred to as John Carpenter's three worst movies showdown. Um, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And uh, and and at least it was uh, at least like, like I said, XD said it would have been worse if it was like the ward, you know. Ghosts of Mars, and then somebody got the thing because then it's like you know what's yeah. gonna happen no right. matter what. Why? So, why
3: would you listen to this? <laughs>
1: right, right. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun discussing these these three uh, genuinely uh, pretty fucking dumb movies. Um, if you're a fan <laughs> of any of these flicks, like I said, when I post about Ghosts of Mars, there were plenty of people who were standing Ghosts of Mars. I, I'm sure that'll be the case with uh, with um, uh, Village of the Damned. I guarantee yeah. there's a bunch of people who dig Village of the Damned.
2: i, I wanna watch to it I wanna watch it again. I want to watch it again. Again, after like us talking about it again, because like I said, after watching it the verse i I'm like, I don't hate this. I just don't yeah. dislike it, you know. Yeah, yeah
1: I, I'm interested to see, and maybe we'll put out a poll this this week too. Like once the episode's out a little bit, like, hey, did we get it right, kind of thing. What's your favorite uh mm-hmm. of those three movies? Because I would be I would be surprised, and I gotta feel. Probably just not nearly as many people have seen the Ward because it's, right. it's the most, it's the newest one, mm-hmm. and it really just was not released to very much fanfare. It's not streaming anywhere besides. It's hard to you know, find. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I literally had to pay at like four bucks on YouTube to watch it. I think mm-hmm. so you know it's not like it's i imagine way way fewer people have actually seen it but Mm -hmm. i was
2: a little surprised because i feel like that was around the time when i was really starting to get into horror and i was watching stuff that was like a little bit newer at that time so i was a little surprised that it hadn't come across my plate yet
3: this for sure is a red box film yeah Mm. like it's it's i don't think it hit theaters but it's one of those things that like it's a new release and and yeah like i've never heard Mm -hmm. of it but
1: I remember when it came out, um, it came out to really, you know, it was really poorly reviewed and Mm -hmm. just like people did not like it. I know John Carpenter, I don't think is like a huge fan of it. I don't want to, I don't know when speak for a bit. Like I feel like he, he he wasn't particularly thrilled about the whole thing. So it was kind of one of those ones where I was just like, oh yeah, this is going to be another ghost of Mars level flop. So I just never even, Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. never even saw it when it came out. So yeah. But uh, so next week, next week's mini. So we are slapping into the Halloween spooky season here. We are in the main event of October, and we've got some super fun, spooky ass shit that we're going to be doing for you throughout the remainder of October. This is only kicking off the festivities that are October. So, yeah, go ahead and follow us on Instagram if you want. Like I said, at Halloween is forever, at Hallow Forever on Twitter, Halloween is forever uh on facebook uh halloween's forever pod on gmail and at halloween is forever pod on the tiktoks and 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 like i said follow meg because we're going to be doing a little trek through classic horror for the entire Mm -hmm. month which should be super super fun so um and we got some fun little surprises and cool things happening throughout the the balance of the month here as well and uh hope you're all feeling real spooky out there anything else uh Don't forget to leave
3: a five-star review somewhere. If
1: you you could, do that. We got a lot of folks uh, tuning into the podcast for the first time. And if you haven't already, if you can do the like the subscribe the follows that's all well wonderful and if your podcatcher like on apple uh podcast has an opportunity for you to give a five-star review and write a little review on there it uh it gets our podcast into more spooky ooky ears so that is always very much welcome so uh if there's nothing else uh for the halloween is forever crew i'm brian
2: i'm meg
3: i'm dr superman <laughs> bye <laughs> bye <laughs>